Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Lawrence. You know, I just love bringing people together. There's a, there's really no other way to start this, our Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice episode, than by using one of the greatest lines ever written by the human hand. Uh, yeah, just love bringing people together. How are you guys doing? Josh? Cody? Pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Josh. How much money did you have on basketball tonight? What's basketball? Ooh, savage. <laughs> have you seen, have you seen Hoosiers? That's, that's like a film, right? Yeah. Okay. Have you seen Coach Carter? That's the one with the. Uh, that's the that's... one with Mace Windu doing basketball okay. coach thing. Yeah. Have you seen yeah. Space Jam? That's oh, the, it's the Looney Tunes movie. I love that one. The only that's movie that matters, actually. Pretty much. I don't know why we talk about anything else. Come on and slam. And welcome to the <laughs> jam. Yeah. Remember when they were going to do a Space Jam sequel with LeBron James? They still will. I totally think they're going to. Like, that's the, that's money in the bank. It just it makes too much sense. It makes so much sense. Absolutely. And who, who's love Looney Tunes? Like, it's great. I mean, kids these days don't. No one knows who they, they are. They don't know who they are. Sure they do. They got, uh, there's I a... I wish they did, but... No, there's an, there's an animated show on, like, I don't know, Cartoon Network or some shit like that. That's, Is it like... good? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it, it's good, and it, it does well in the ratings, so... Looney Tunes is still... Also, it's Space Jam. Who's gonna... The people that go to that are not gonna be kids. Like it's, it's gonna, gonna be, be true. It's gonna be us. It's gonna be freaking yeah. millennials who are just like Space Jam. Same crowd awesome. that saw Toy Story three. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> oh man, I'm still I'm still pretty psyched that I was able to get all Toy Story movies for ten bucks on Blu-ray, brand new. That was one of the best moments of my life. But just make was sure you don't was watch. Was it ten dollars uh... each or ten dollars for all three? Ten dollars each. Okay. But, which is even if it's that's still a freaking great deal because I, I literally like they have I, I went to this um used DVD and Blu-ray store in Syracuse called uh, the Soundgarden where it's just like you know wall to wall there's a DVD wall there's records and CDs in the middle and then there's Blu-rays on the side and I turned around from the Blu-ray wall and there was another little like display I guess or, or just shelf of Disney movies and like animated movies on DVD. I could have bought a brand new copy of Toy Story on DVD for twenty three dollars, but and I got it on Blu-ray for ten, brand new. Wow. It's I don't know why. Like my fr- I went there and my friend. She's like, hey man, check this out. And I just screamed and like a Velociraptor. And I just you know I was like, these are all mine. <laughs> I will literally bite anyone. But I might have to go there. They have they have a bunch of copies left. Except, look. Quick, quick, uh, quick little discussion on graphic design. The fact that they use black as like the main color for the Toy Story 3 Blu-ray drives me crazy. It just looks horrible. Well, you know they're doing it because it's gonna make your soul black. I know, but like, because you're sad, you're but, gonna be sad at the end of that movie. But like Buzz Lightyear's color is red, and he's on the covers, or it's, or his color is like green. So why not make it green? Black just is such a weird, unless it's Spectre, it's just such a weird thing to put. <laughs> also, I just, uh, Warner Brothers released their the Batman v Superman Ultimate Cut Collector's Edition today. Like, the movie's been out for six minutes, and there's like, hey, here's the Blu-ray. Like, what is happening? Cool. They've got, it comes with a Batman statue. So. Oh, I might have to buy it. I mean, technically it comes with a Superman one too, but who the, who the hell, who's going to buy that? Okay, you got to mark it E this time. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Cool. Well, uh, before we do get to that, guys, we're going to introduce a, a, a brand new little segment that we're going to do 
about once a month. It's, uh, as, as you all know, and we've well documented on the show, I'm a complete dork for game shows, so I figure game shows and movies kind of go hand in hand. So starting, starting right now, we're going to have a monthly segment called Game Night. We've got a rotation of fun games to play. Uh, and then the you get a point, uh, you know. There's a whole point system that goes along with, it, and the winner gets a prize. So it's it should be a lot of fun. Uh, oh shoot! Yeah, we're gonna. I would have studied if I knew we were. <laughs> no, no, no. The, well, the point of this game is you can't study, but. I mean, for prizes. Yeah, there's there's gonna be a prize. Uh... <laughs> just just for a future before we get to it, just for a future, should we like not know what we're gonna get in the future? Because we know. Oh, yeah. what we're gonna No, get. I'm 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 the game master, so okay. I will I will know let you I'm guys know. know at the very last minute, so you will, uh, so we're, so we're gonna have a pretty much a brand new game every month, there's gonna be a nice little rotation that we're gonna, we're gonna hit up, it'll be, you know, semi, um, whoops, knocked something over, uh, it'll, we just got a, we got a nice little mix, I'm coming up with some new ideas, we're gonna see how they go, and it should be a lot of fun, so to kick off game night is a little game I, I thought up called Chronology, so how this game works is, uh, I'm gonna for, I'm gonna give you go you both four movies, and since Batman v Superman's coming out this week, I've taken uh, we're choosing between the filmographies of Ben Affleck, Amy Adams, and Jesse Eisenberg, because uh, not Henry Cavill because he's done three movies. Um, six movies his whole life. Pretty much, I like I literally the the cold light of day, Batman v Superman, Man of Steel, Man from Uncle is the only ones I could think of off the top of my head. So I was like, that's too easy. But uh, pretty much what I'm going to do, what we're going to do with this game is you take an actor or actress, you pick four movies throughout the career, you read read it to the other person in, you know, in a in a scrambled up order, and the person has to tell you, beginning from oldest to newest, what the order of release is for those movies. Everybody, we all understand the Yeah, okay. Game? Okay, so Cody, I'm going to start with you here. Oh, son of a gun. Who do I got? Uh, one or two. You can pick one or two. Which one's Ben Affleck? I'm not telling you that. I want Ben Affleck. Uh, give me one. That's Ben Affleck. There you yes. go. Damn it. <laughs> yes. Okay, so your movies are Smoke and Aces, State of Play, Pearl Harbor, and Daredevil. <laughs> I know the answer. Okay, wait. What was State of what? State of Play. And once again, we're on an honor system here, so I'm just I'm gonna take, I'm gonna have the faith the faith in you guys that you're not looking this up. Um, I got Daredevil and Pearl Harbor. So I'll read them off again: Smoke and Aces, State uh, of Play, Pearl Harbor, and Daredevil. Okay. So starting with the oldest movie. My God. Um. Okay. Why? Why you think? Wait, I have a think, question though. How I, I does the point system work? You get a point if you get if you answer this answer the question correctly on your first try. So there's a quite a bit on the line with this game. It's difficult, so uh, you you only get one go at it. So you really gotta you talk it out, talk it, you know, speak your mind, kind of run through the gambit. So I know Daredevil came out in 2003. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Pearl Harbor came out before that. What was that? <laughs> that was a cat in my neighborhood. Can you? Can we talk to it? Harbor, like, how is it doing? <laughs> who cares about that movie? Pearl Harbor was awful. 
That's um, these are the rules of the, rules of the game, my friend. Okay, so I know Spoken Aces came out the most recently. I'm gonna say. Uh oh, God. <laughs> game night. <laughs> oh my God, this is already more stressful. This is like watching Whiplash. <laughs> uh, I need. Hold on, let me grab a symbol. I gotta try to cap it with it. <laughs> oh jeez. Um. Uh, do we get hints? Unfortunately, no. Oh, what if we can? <laughs> Just take a guess, man. <laughs> what if we can? Oh, okay. Oh, shit. Okay, so I'm going to give you a, a 15 count, and I need you just begin. Right, I'm just going to go for it. I'm okay. Go for it. State of play one. Uh, are you going old? Or, so this um, is oldest to newest. Oldest. That's the oldest. Okay. State of play. Pearl Harbor, Daredevil, Smoking Aces. Cody. Did I win? You do not get the point, unfortunately. Son of a bitch. <laughs> the correct, you were close. The correct answer is Pearl Harbor, Daredevil, Smoking Aces, State of Play. Okay. Pearl Harbor 2001, Daredevil 2003, Smoking Aces 2006, State of Play 2009. I'm gonna go ahead and tell you I've never even heard of State of Play. It's actually really? it's a great movie. It's a very it's like a it's a political thriller kind of like it's it's kind of like Spotlight and it's a, it's a mix of like I don't know Spotlight and um all the President's Men. All right. It's really good. Like Ben Affleck's in it, uh, obviously. Russell Crowe's in it. He's, he's yeah. I'm got, on the IMDb page, IMDb page now. Yeah, Helen Mirren's in it. It's great. Yeah, it's a really good movie. All right. So you good job though. Good try. Do I, you were, do I get the home game? What do you mean? Get the home game? The, the home edition of the game, you know, like the board, the board game. It was oh. a. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> that was a. That didn't land. That no, was you did bad. good. You did good. No, That's... no, that joke wasn't funny. Oh. <laughs> game night, everybody. If Cody, yeah, if, if I make an example to follow, it's that uh, yeah, even if a joke doesn't land, no, our jokes are shitty, and that's what's funny about it. Exactly. I, okay. I get a couple good ones every now and again. All right, Josh, your turn. Okay. So, your actress is Amy Adams. Actress. Actress. Are you ready? I am ready. So, Amy Adams, your options are Talladega Nights, The Battle of Ricky Bobby, The Fighter, Catch Me If You Can, Night at the Museum 2, Battle of the Smithsonian. Okay. Talk it out. First, I know Catch Me If You Can came first. That was 2003, I think. Might be 2002. Um, and then what were the other three options? Night at the Museum, Battle of the Smithsonian. Classic. Talladega Nights, Battle of Ricky Bobby. And The Fighter. Okay. Battle of the Smithsonian was 2009. Don't ask me how I know that. Um, <laughs> so got, okay, I'm going to say it's Cash Me If You Can. Um, and then, uh, Talladega Nights, so I was 06 or 07, then, last two are pretty close together, um, then it's Battle of the Smithsonian, the Night at the Museum movie, and then The Fighter. Give him the point! Yes! Give him the point! Good on you. 
Yeah, you're right. Catch Me If You Can did come out in 2002. Both, I, I was trying to trip you up because both Catch Me If You Can and Talladega Nights are bit rolls. So, I don't know. I was thought you might, that might have tripped you up a little bit. But good job. Good job. So, point for Josh. Yes. All right. Now it's my turn. Should be fun. All right. So. So, who is my actor? You are going to have Jesse Eisenberg. Okay. All right. You ready? Does he love bringing people together, though? We'll find out later. <laughs> We're gonna. I'm ringing that joke dry. I don't know if you guys can tell or not, but like, I wish at this point I wish I didn't graduate yet, <laughs> so I could use that as my senior quote. <laughs> <laughs> and I would figure out who the two people are I'll uh, tell you on either side of me on my yearbook <laughs> and put their names there and then say i love bringing people together you really your next your next opportunity to use that quote is your tombstone so maybe no like... we gotta figure that out <laughs> but have to have like two cement arms coming from the side of your tombstone to like the next the next two bodies don't pick a fight with this guy <laughs> make sure you get buried next to the person that murdered you <laughs> oh my god all right josh lay, lay it on right. me let's hear it here we go all right, the movies are okay. The Social Network. Okay. Adventureland. Okay. Rio. Ooh. And the advent, the education of Charlie Banks. Oh. Okay, mm-hmm. I haven't even heard of that one. Shit. Okay. All right. So let's see. So I, I just watched the Social Network like the other night. So I know that's 2010 because Fincher he did that and Girl with the Dragon Tattoo back to back. So. I definitely know that one. Hold on, I need to get a pen. I gotta write this. this That's what I, I had that to do. <laughs> Screw it. Uh, there's no pen within reaching distance, so I'll just. All right. Uh, okay. So. Okay. Social network. I'm just typing in my laptop just so I can put it in a Google Doc. Okay. Stop cheating. I'm not cheating. I've, I'm <laughs> typing in my open Google Doc. I'm not. I have too high of. Share intent. screens with me. <laughs> gladly do so if i knew how uh adventureland before adventureland i know came out in before social network that was 2009 because do you guys did you guys ever watch the rotten tomatoes show no it was like okay it was it was pretty much a movie review show on current tv which is like al gore's tv station or whatever i used to watch that all the time and i distinctly remember there being an adventureland episode where they talk about adventureland so i know that one's it uh, Rio, I, I'm almost certain it came out later than that. Uh, like I think it was like 2011 maybe because I heard a really funny story from one of my professors where <laughs> he was he was going on a date with this girl and he, he worked in local news so it was like super late at night. So he goes to the he goes to the movie theater with this girl and he sees two Syracuse basketball players like 20 20 year old guys and he's like, hey guys, what's up? What's up? They're like, hey Nico. It's like, what are you guys seeing? Rio. Like what? <laughs> it's these two twenty twenty two year old guys, but <laughs> so that leaves me with what, Josh? The event, the education of Charlie Banks. The education of Charlie Banks. I feel like that's obvious. Like that's an obvious. Oh, that definitely came out first because it's 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 obviously a small movie. But Jesse Eisenberg is a weird actor. He does things. He does little things like he did the double a few years ago. It's like this American Ultra. Yeah, there you go. That was a funny movie. That was a good movie. Yeah, I liked it. I saw it with my with one of my pregnant friends, and she was just like she literally cried three times. How do you like, have pregnant friends? I have friends that are like thirty years old. It's weird. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, she was going back to school, which is where we met. So. Oh, all right. 
but it was my child, so. Um, <laughs> uh, so, okay. Um, I don't know. I probably should have said this to start, so I, I'll I'll lay on the sword here if I do get this wrong. Shut up, people having fun. Got it. Okay. And then they come. What? The, what did you, you just say? Yes. Um. We don't hear any any noise for ten minutes. Okay. We hear. What did you? What? Just yelling. You hear a, a, yeah. a struggle. <laughs> hey, everybody. You hear muffled you screams and then the sound of a door slamming. I'm here to talk to you about your uh your movie and shit like that. I guess. <laughs> Okay, so what's the name of the movie again? The Education of Charlie Banks. Okay, I'm going to say that came out. I, I think that came out first. So my official order is Charlie Banks, Adventureland, Social Network, Rio. Ding, ding, ding. Woo! Good for you. All right. When did Charlie Banks come out? Seven? Uh, 2007. Okay, cool. Well, I'm going right, to go get a drink. Um... <laughs> just going forward, just going forward, Um, if you can... Try to avoid doing movies that came out in the same year, like, because that's just... That's, that's unfair. You know, yeah, because then, then you get into, like, the release dates and, you know, yeah. festivals and wide release and all that crap. So nobody did it here, so that's great. So we had fun, but awesome. That was fun. I love game shows. <laughs> so uh, I've got a point. Josh has got a point. Cody came out. Oh, yeah, shit. You whiffed a little bit. You did fine. You only got, you <laughs> no. got everything right except for one. You have the dumb, stupid political thrillers that no one's ever heard of. That movie made a good amount, good amount of money. I know, I'm sure it did. The sinking <laughs> of this bloody newspaper. It's great. Helen Mirren's a she's a bay. Cool. So uh, with that with that out of the way, uh, guys, what do you say we uh, we go to Gotham City slash Metropolis, f some shit up, and talk Batman v Superman? Yes. Okay. So. This movie has it has had a well documented um, lead up on this podcast. We started this a few, a few months ago, and uh, we've gotten a, we've gotten a couple of trailers since then. We've gotten some, you know, some behind the scenes reports of like the standing ovation after the movie first came out. So this is like you know, this is huge. This is a big deal. And um, now I don't know about you guys, but. It sort of met my expectations in a way. <laughs> like people are talking about a lot. There's really no like there's no set consensus. It's just reactions to this excuse me. Uh this thing are just kinda all over the map. So I want to hear from you guys before we delve into the movie uh hundred all the way. What do you guys think of the movie? Josh, we'll start with you. Okay. Um this movie's a mess. This movie's a not... It's not a good movie. I, it kills me to say that. Um, I've pretty much been coping with this for the last... Pretty much since I saw it. But it's not a bad movie either. Um, I, 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 there are so many things to discuss. There are so many things about it that I love. A lot of things I hate. A lot of things I mixed on, um, but overall, I'm just I'm very disappointed. Is the I'm just I, I'm just very disappointed. Is the best way to say how I felt about the movie. So, hmm. Cody, some initial thoughts. Well, I did not go in ever since I saw the what the reviews were. Um, I had my expectations down way way low. <laughs> 
So when I saw it, I was pleasantly surprised by it. I will agree that this movie is sort of a mess. It, it's trying to do a lot, a lot of things at the same time. And I get that. I get that they're trying to set up a universe and maybe they could have done it better. But I don't know. I went, I had a really fun time watching it. I mean, no, I did not have a fun time. This was not a fun movie, but I, I enjoyed watching it. I, I thought we'll get into it more, but mm-hmm. I liked it. So uh, uh, starting with our spotlight episode, which is when we got, uh, I think, the second full trailer of the movie yeah. that kind of set the whole internet ablaze. Ever since, like, starting there, and you can go back and listen to that episode, I shit on that movie. I shit on the movie really, like, hardcore. Mm-hmm. And so I guess when I started hearing all the, you know, Rotten Tomatoes and started to seeing all that kind of stuff, it honestly, it made me... I. It definitely it worried me a little bit, but at the same time, I go, I don't care what they say in Rotten Tomatoes. Like, Mad Max is, you know, and Birdman are two of the most critically acclaimed movies of the last couple of years. I don't care for either of them. Like, and I don't let Rotten Tomatoes or any or public opinion dissuade me from liking it or disliking anything. It's that's a barometer for how uh, the consensus thinks of it. I think it's a good tool. But it does. It's it's not. It's there's nothing biblical about it. Like there's nothing set in stone there. So, I came into the movie with my own preconceived. Like okay, I didn't like that trailer. I didn't like what I saw here, there. So, you know, I tr- I pushed that all aside and just watched the movie. And I don't know your guys' full, you know, fleshed out thoughts yet. But at the end of the day, I think I'm coming away the highest on this. I really really liked it. Can I um. I want to share what I sent you guys that that what my friend said about the Rotten Tomato score. Yeah, that picture I sent you. So I was my friends were trying to break my spirit by uh, <laughs> sending me these really crappy reviews that how low it was on Rotten Tomatoes. But my one of my friends did it in a group message with another one of my my friends. So he kept doing it. He's like, "Oh, I knew it was gonna be bad. It's so bad. Like, look, it's thirty percent on Rotten Tomatoes." Almost as bad as Green Lantern. Yeah, and then my Cody, friend, no, Cody, no offense to your friends, but I hate people like that. I know, but that's one of my friends. Okay. And the whole time I was just like, please just stop. I don't want this. And then one of my friends goes, there's cursing. We've established that this is an explicit episode. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> he, he says to me, my face when you actually look at the score of movie critics. All that matters is the audience score. This is capitalism, not an oligarchy. Uh, not an oligarchy, you fucking bourgeois. <laughs> <laughs> and then he sent this picture. Would you of, Would you mind just uh, ex- uh, defining bourgeois for our, our bourgeois listeners? Bourgeois is the upper middle class. There you go. Um, they're what is overthrown in a communist revolution. So then it's not a, sent, it's not a real flicks episode without a communism reference. So I'm no, glad we got that out of the way. All communists. All of us. So and then the the best part of it is that. <laughs> it's this picture and uh if we put this up on youtube can i'll send you the picture because i want you to put it up there oh it's going on twitter too man yeah so he sends this picture of a fat wiener dog (laughs) staring up at whoever's taking the picture and then they have a photoshopped littler version of the same dog and it says (laughs) it says in the uh the caption the caption says don't talk to me or my son ever (laughs) 
And when you see the picture, yeah. you'll die. It's so funny. I, I love no, I'm definitely using that for Twitter. I love posting out of context pictures of our episodes. It's like it's like what the how did they get there? But uh, So for quite a while I was like after, ever since I saw this movie, I don't think I'm gonna put as much stock into Rotten Tomatoes as I have in the past. Mm. Yeah. And it, like 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 Josh pointed out, it's it's percentage, like thirty percent of the critics they pulled like it. There's an average rating there like for this movie it's five point one. But the thing that I the, the reason that I take a lot of stock in Rotten Tomatoes is that I I just get a little hung up on like if you have a hundred people and you say if you stand on this side of the room if you liked Dawn of Justice and stand on this side of the room if you didn't seventy people on one side and then thirty on the other that's baffling to me that's like like what I think I think I I think there's a it's a flawed system no I don't think it's I'm not so sure it's a flawed system I think it's it, just. I think it is because if you if you only have the two options like or dislike, there's no middle, there's no in between. Because mm-hmm. I don't like or dislike this movie, but I don't know. So I don't know if I were to give it a run or a fresh rating. If I were a critic on Rotten Tomatoes, I don't know which side I would go on. Because yeah, but you you do have a lot of people in here who like the grade. I guess doesn't exactly um, match up with the score. Like um, I'm looking at one guy who's shoot. Like I think he is a two out of four or something like that. Yeah. I'm I'm the same like I I'm I kind of I put a lot more much more stock in the grade of a movie than I really should because that's just that's my my brain works like that mathematically where like 2.5 at least on Letterboxd is like my cutoff for good and bad and I'll like something that's a 2.5 just because and then like dislike other things that are the same so uh, I, I I like Rotten Tomatoes because at the end of the day if you're talking to somebody they're not gonna they say, "Oh, did you like the movie or did you not like the movie?" That's very, I think, that's a very simple like outlook at it. It's like, I did I like it? Did I dislike it? That's like that's the basis you can get for movie criticism. Even Roper did the same thing: thumbs up or thumbs down. So, um, I'm okay with it. What what were you saying, Josh? It's just, it's just I think I think it would be a more I don't want to say accurate, well accurate in the sense that not accurate in the sense of if the movie is actually good or not because. That's you can't have a movie be accurately good because it's all subjective. Oh yeah, of course. But, but accurate in the sense of being more in more like indicative of what the critics actually feel. So because if you look at the uh, rating for Man of Steel, there's a lot of reviews that are a, a lot more of them are mixed than negative. There's a lot of a few, very a lot of positive, very a lot of mixed, and a bit of negative, but if that was more adjusted to have some of those mixed reviews and have that option, mm. it wouldn't be sitting at a 55%. It would be sitting at a probably a 60 to 70 something percent. Yeah. I think that, that just kind of, of muddles. What actually felt. Yeah. I get, I get what you're saying. That might, I think that just muddles the water a little bit, but um, yeah. So, all right, let's, uh, let's, let's dig into the, the movie itself for, for, Ooh, Spectre. Uh, <laughs> there's a Spectre reference for the episode. Uh, so we're going to do this. Reference. All you said was Spectre. Yeah, I, I, there was an ad for it. I was like, ooh, my gosh. It's uh, not a reference. Oh, my God. Sorry. I'm Get trying. out. Get out. Uh, uh, we're going to do something similar that we did with Force Awakens. Uh, let's just, we're going to go through. I'm going to, I got the plot summary in front of me. So obviously this is going to be a lot of spoilers here. So I don't know. Right I, off the bat. Pretty much. Hot bat. That's better than your. No, I'm sorry. They were both pretty bad. No, you weren't supposed to. See, you, no, Josh. When that happens, don't say anything. Make them sit and like. Yeah, have it's to deal a with shame because that that was awful. <laughs> I like those jokes though. 
All right. Uh, so, yeah, just like with Force Awakens, we're just going to go start from the top, work our way to the end, and uh, we'll, we'll interject with little things as we go. So the movie starts off with something I've, I've never really seen in a DC movie before, which was I thought was an interesting sign. We got a title sequence. We got, like, an opening credits. Well, we got that with Watchmen. Yeah, but that's that's like based on a comic book or uh, eh, well. Watchmen is a DC comic book, so. No, no, like watch. I always, I never look at Watchmen as a like in the D, a DC comic book. I that's just like look at that. That's the main DC universe. Yeah, okay. and even uh, did we get? Have we gotten those with Marvel yet? No. Title sequences. The only one I can well, think of. No, is there was one in Guardians of the Galaxy. Right, right, right. Well, anyways, it's a rare thing. You don't often get these. Like, yeah. I think. Really, Bond is the only one who, and then Star Wars, well, not Star Wars, but yeah, Bond really is the only one that does title sequences anymore. So that was like, right off the bat, that was pretty surprising for me. I really liked that, too. Yeah, yeah. It was... Because what this title sequence was, it was Batman's origin story. Mm. I gotta say, I did not know before this movie that his parents were shot. That's like... Yeah, that's so <laughs> weird, isn't it? Like... brutal. No, no, so I guess we'll start off with that. So what did you guys think of the recreation of um, his parents' death? Um, I really liked it. I yeah, it I did too. Well I think yeah. it's probably my favorite mm. that I've ever seen. Because mm. it, what it, it didn't dwell on it. It didn't like just kind of let you know what happened. Half an hour in the movie, it's just here. We were going to acknowledge that it happened. We're not going to make that big of a deal about it. Mm. And do you guys feel there was enough changes in it to like justify showing this? Or got kind of. Digging back into the origin? I mean, it's not really... Because I think it's the... Because I think to set up a new Batman, you kind of do need to see show at least a little bit of his origin. Right. And if you're going to just give us the bare minimum, that's probably the way to go, just to show his parents dying. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think... I mean, it wasn't really any different. I mean, stylistically and, like, the way it looked and obviously the actors well, and stuff. They, there were a couple changes. Like, they first of all, they didn't die in an alley. That's they true. Died right yes. outside the movie theater. Yeah, like it was. Uh, I'm, I'm it sure was movie theater instead of a play. Yeah, I'm sure some people who saw this might have wished that had happened to them. <laughs> God. Uh, no. Ne- too much negativity. Um, yeah, I I've I thought it was I thought they made enough kind of pretty interesting changes to to kind of justify it. Like the whole um the the gun getting caught in his mother's that necklace. Was- that was a great shot. Yeah, and then the you know the shot goes out and it just rips the necklace and all the pearls fall. That was kind of cool instead of somebody just grabbing them. Because like logistically, you're not gonna grab a pearl necklace and rip it off. Like they're just gonna fall off and you're gonna have to pick them up. So I mean, it's if it's done by accident. Except the the one thing is I didn't really understand the I I'm assuming this is um uh, shoot what's his face the name of the guy who killed Bruce Wayne's parents Joe Chill Joe Chill I didn't understand whoever that was facial expression. He looks so surprised after he shot his mom. Like, that's Wait, what Shake, happened? she died. Wait, that, that, huh? That's what when guns happen to? Whoa. I think like, it meant to be, like, maybe he didn't mean to do it. I know, but, like, his face was just like, whoa. Like, you discovering something. Um, and then Bruce's mom fighting back was also something new. So, that that's was kind of... I don't think... I don't recall seeing that. Because usually she just is... Oh, oh, my God. Like... I'm so scared right now. But... Yeah, it was. I, I think Jeffrey Jeffrey Jean Morgan being in that role, probably not the best call. Not that he's a bad what actor, a, but I mean, it's kind of a waste of a and yeah, high it's a caliber actor. And he was the comedian. Like, if if I'm Zack Snyder, I'm trying not to let 
I'm trying not to bring in because I've already done Man of Steel. I don't want to bring in another move comic book movie that people are like I don't divisive about. about. Yeah. I don't think it's that big. I mean, it's just no. It's no different kind of what Nolan or Scorsese or other people do, where they just kind of work with actors they're you know have a good relationship with. Yeah, but it also didn't help them that like you could have put that scene in Watchmen and it would totally have fit. Like I don't, that that would just if I were him, I wouldn't have. I would try to distance myself and just make this a new thing because I was like, "Is this Watchmen too? Like, what's happening?" But I can see what you're saying, Josh. That would have been pretty cool. Yeah, I want to see Uh, Watchmen. I don't want that. Yeah, that'd be really very, very interesting. But what would you do? Everybody's dead. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) Rorschach's dead. Spoilers. The Um, only good character in that whole movie. The Batman of Watchmen. Uh, So the uh, so then we get like the the whole funeral scene, and then Bruce Bruce in the middle of that just sort of takes off. And he falls into the cave, and the bats come after him, and... and... That's when you realize it's, um... It's Batman. Uh, that was the first moment where I was like, uh, okay, I don't care for that, when Bruce is, like, levitated and... No, yeah, yeah. and then it was the dream, I was kind of like, what? What was that? That was a little much, is what it was. (laughs) Like, that was... (laughs) Get it? Because the bat, he became the Batman at that point, so that's why he... When when I saw that, that was, like, my first red flag. Yeah, it's like, right, am I watching The Witch or like, what's happening? Where are all the naked women? Like, it was, it was strange. I also don't like the kid they got for Bruce Wayne. Like, what's that? He didn't really say anything, did he? No, but like, what was up with his hair? He's just like, he looks a little punk. It's like yeah. you know, it's '80s hippie hair. That's you know, what all the and cool kids are doing. This back. actually, I that thank you for bringing that up because this movie at one point established that Thomas Wayne was murdered and Martha Wayne obviously in 1981. So if you go by that convention, like if you assume the movie is set in 2016, which it doesn't give us any reason not to, Batman would be 2015 is when it's set, June 2015. Oh, maybe I missed it. But the, 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 the date is all over; it's plastered all over the movie. Oh, okay. All right, I guess I missed that. But regardless, that he's that puts him at about 35 years old, which is kind of strange. Do you guys? I mean... Well, yeah. he looks way older than 35, and d- the way that they reference it is, like, it makes you... No. They're, like, they're, the way they talk about it, it's, to me, it seemed like, oh, this Batman's, like, 40, 43 years old, something like that. Yeah. No, well, you he'd, gotta be, think... he'd, be about, he'd be 45. In 1981, he's about 10 years old. Oh, right. No. Okay, be... never mind. Yeah. Plus, he's definitely going to look older than the average person of that age, because... Yeah. I'm gonna edit that out because I just sound like a complete idiot. Never mind. I I so no, like, keep it it's in. too Come late on. now. You have yeah, to. But well, well, thank, thank you, Josh. <laughs> like math. Thank you for thank you for checking me before. Or, yeah, check me before I wreck myself. Uh, <laughs> That's really weird. I know. Uh, <clears throat> so then we get uh we get an 18 months later after the whole Bruce Wayne stuff title card, and you begin to get the sequence that I was pretty excited for. I loved it. With uh, Bruce Wayne, uh, right in the midst of the whole Man of Steel, you know, Battle of Metropolis debacle, running around, doing Batman stuff, saving lives. You see, we get to see Scoop McNary's character have his legs crushed, which I thought would look different than it did. Like, I was expecting pancake legs, but instead we just got, like, I don't know, blood on two spots legs. Yeah. Uh, Still pretty violent, I think. Oh, yeah, but. I like car. I like cartoon violence, if anything. Uh, what did you guys think of that whole uh, sequence? You like it? Oh, I loved it. Loved it. I loved it. That was so cool. Yeah. I mean, I watched a Man of Steel was on TV last night, <laughs> so I got to watch it. Nice. At work, and. But did you find him? 
He did. He got found. He got found. Okay, good. I wasn't sure if he was looking to find him or what, but you know, general. Yeah, you can tell. Uh, Michael Shannon gave such a subtle performance. Yeah. That. <laughs> but wow, like, I'm gonna find him. Yeah. yeah, I loved that. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. Honestly, for me, I felt like the. <laughs> Because of that scene, I felt like almost the the next 30 or 40 minutes were kind of unnecessary because just the look that Bruce gives Superman, like, if looks could kill, Superman would have dropped dead right there. Like, that's all I needed was bent when, you know, Bruce looks up after saving that little girl to see Superman and Zod beating the crap out of each other. He just like, he's just like, you asshole, I am done with you. Like, that that's really, I didn't need any more buildup. Like, if they would have started fighting in the next scene, it'd be like, yeah, that, that works for me. I get why what Batman's this, doing that. What this makes me want, though, mm-hmm. is I don't know. Have you guys seen the old Superman movies? Yeah, like well, Christopher Reeve. Yeah, yeah. So you know how in the first one they set up Superman two by showing Zod go to the Phantom Zone. Yeah. I think if they thought ahead a little bit better, they could have somehow put the things that we had, like the Bruce Wayne part. You know, him doing all that. They could have introduced him. In Man of Steel? In Man of Steel. Hmm. And shown that... Se- I mean, I just... I want to see the sequences matched up together, you know? Right, right. I think somebody scene. did edit that together, at least from the parts that are in the trailer. Well, yeah, that, that part with the laser yeah. guys, but... Yeah. I, I, I want to see that whole sequence, like, sewn in. Yeah, I don't think that they were thinking that far ahead because they didn't it. expect Man of Steel to not make a ton of money. Because, I mean, granted, it's only six... It only made $670 million, which is kind of low all things considered so mm-hmm. they were like putting batman v superman was kind of a late call They're like uh we need to get back on track here you know make some money but yeah that would have been cool uh so so we get batman doing his thing saving peeps and uh then we get our first kind of look at superman and his whole like where he is and i, I think right after that we get uh lois lane in the, in Africa, right? In Africa, yeah. Fun fact, it was revealed today that that photographer was Jimmy Olsen. And that Snyder Snyder's initial idea was to cast Eisenberg as Jimmy Olsen and then but still kill him in the first like scene that he's in. Interesting. That's a kind of a ballsy move. Yeah, that've been really cool. <laughs> no, but the whole I didn't know that was Jimmy Olsen. Yeah, they they I they didn't say what? it. I I knew it. I was like, oh, that's totally Jimmy Olsen. They're just not saying it because he's they're dead now. Like that's yeah. He's a big character in Superman. I know, and that's that's risky. But um, yeah. The, having Jesse Eisenberg is that that would be. I think that would be too cool for them to do almost. Like that they're not gonna do it. But um, okay. So let's jump ahead a little bit. Let's talk about Lex Luthor, shall we? Okay. Yeah. Okay. As you guys both know, from the get-go, I've been, like, down on him. Like, I like to I make fun of him at every possible opportunity. Well, when you say make fun of him, you just do the same joke over and over again. Just, that's enough, I, I think. <laughs> but, you just love bringing people together, right? Yeah, especially when they have strong handshakes. But, um, <laughs> I hated Lex Luthor. This was by far the worst part of the movie for me. Like, I just... There was no, there was nothing interesting about Lex Luthor. I just, I was so just done with it. I, ugh, gross. One of the worst performances I've seen in a superhero movie, to be honest with you. Uh, Cody, what'd you think of Jesse yeah, as Lex? He was kind of annoying. Um, 
he just he overacted everything he did. Mm-hmm. Somebody I was watching a review after I got home, and they described it perfectly as it's if Jim Carrey did Lex Luthor. <laughs> Pretty much, <laughs> like that. And I'm like, oh, that's so right. Gross. I never wanted that. So I, I will agree that that's probably the worst part of the movie for me too. Yeah, Josh, what do you think? You've been a you've been a big uh, Lex Luthor supporter this whole time. You've talked me off the ledge a few times. So, what's your opinion? Um, yeah, Eisenberg let me down. Um, he's. I will say there's a couple moments, specifically at the very end of the movie, mm-hmm. um, where I was actually like, okay, okay, I'm I'm liking where we're going. But overall, I was just kind of. I didn't hate him. He never really got annoying to me. He just kind of like, he wasn't menacing. He wasn't that interesting. He had no motivation. I just, I I don't really know what purpose he really served other than to set certain things into motion. Mm -hmm. So he's more of a plot device. Yeah. I think on paper, just like, I mean, if you read a plot synopsis of what he does, I thought it was really cool, but the whole execution was just completely off. Like, this guy, he's putting Jolly Ranchers into people's mouths. That was weird. He's wearing these crazy, like, showy costumes. He like, looks like he's going to prom in the 1980s half the time. It's really, it was very, very strange. He was just like, I don't know, I don't know where Eisenberg got the inspiration for this, but, oh my god, I mean, it was that's just... How he, that's how he was directed. <sighs> oh boy. <laughs> But, like, you know, but, like, did he draw from another performance? Like, yeah, people do that sometimes. You know, you'll watch one performance to kind of inspire your own, but... He's, like, I, I believe he said he did watch, like, he went back and watched Gene Hackman and Kevin Spacey. Oh, boy. So maybe he you pulled know, from that. So that's okay. how you act. Huh, that's interesting. You know what I wish they did for him, anyway? Mm-hmm. John Brian Cranston? Yes. Oh, gosh. That would have been so good. Um... Jumping, I'm not going to say anything about the end, but yeah, maybe having him become more subtle after the climax of the movie, you know, like mm-hmm. to show that he's kind of growing as a character. But even OK, we'll get to that at the end, though. Yeah, he he almost reminded me of like, I don't know, a mix of Jonah Hill and the Wolf of Wall Street <laughs> and like. Cesar Romero is the Joker. Like it, it was just, yeah, it was just really strange. Like, I mean, if if that's the kind of movie you're trying to make, where just everything is kind of over the top and a little crazy, that's cool. But if the rest of your movie is, you know, bleed, death, justice, you're not a man, and then you get this guy who's shoving Jolly Ranchers into people's mouths and like is wearing sneakers all the time, it's just like, what is happening here? There's just there's a total he doesn't fit in the movie. There's a complete like conflict of interest almost. I loved his his theme was great. Like, yeah, that was cool. Yeah, he was. We had a great little theme. It was just this kind of like, like it's like a circus act almost. It was fun. Yeah. So kind of like this like old school like horror piano type of thing. Yeah, just about. Yeah, that was. But the yeah the performance was just truly awful. I, I didn't I didn't do myself any favors by watching The Social Network last week. Cause like, so you know how good of an actor he can be? Yeah, yeah. and I was just like, I got sad. I was like, ah, oh, Jesse, I like you, but like, fire agent. I, I was hoping for like a really sinister evil version of that. Yeah. 
and I don't know why we didn't get that. So. Mm. Social Network is so great, by the way. It is. God, I cry. Uh, so yeah, so we get we get introduced to Lex Luthor. He he wants he. Firstly, he he sends one of his goons or whatever to pick up a block of kryptonite that's not kryptonite. Like they never really call it kryptonite, but he didn't it's use the word. But it's yeah, kryptonite. it's green and it glows and it hurts Superman. So what else is it? Um, so he, he brings him a cool little kryptonite or whatever, and he tries to I don't know if he tries to bribe or just schmooze a senator into letting him bring it into the country. Which I don't even know why he bothers to do that since he just brings it in anyways. Like, is it that hard to import something into the like in the box in the United States? Like, I don't get that. I don't you, either. It is when it's a radioactive uh, substance, I guess. But but even then, he's a freaking billionaire. Like, just That's airdrop it or something. I don't know. Uh, that just seemed odd to me. Or bring it over the Mexican border. You can get anything across there. Oh, politics. You can get uh, Benicio del Toro. <laughs> Do it. Uh, so I then we get I think. Just right off the bat, great scene. Uh, Wayne, Bruce Wayne goes to this fundraiser. Actually, uh, do you guys want to talk about the first time we see Batman? Oh, uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, that, so the these two cops come to the house in a very Dark Knight returns E kind of thing. Yeah. They come to this house with this dilapidated... It kind of it, They made it seem like it was Wayne Mansion for a second, but they're like, oh, never mind, it's just this house. And then there's, there's a bunch of girls caged up in a basement, like a sex trafficking kind of thing. It's still here. Yeah, and these the cops like try to they try to let him out, and the girls like they slam the door closed, like no, 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 no. He's this the devil, like he he's still here, and they're like wait what? So they go yeah, upstairs, and I did get spoiled. I thought I got spoiled one thing, where I thought like I thought that they were, this was gonna be man bat for some reason. <laughs> I was like because I saw somebody on Facebook had. You know, they had a comment, and I accidentally looked at it. It's like, oh, Man Bat was cool. I was like, he what? does kind of make an appearance <laughs> in the movie. Yeah, like in a not very tangible way. Like, like I thought that this was like, oh, it's just gonna be Man Bat, and then Batman's gonna show up and like take care of business or whatever. But that would, would have been cool. Yeah. Uh, so the the cop goes upstairs. Like I said, very dark, never turnsy, and he sees this guy chained up with like a brand. I don't know about you guys, but I love the branding. Oh yeah. That was yeah, that was cool. Because it was like, oh yeah, it's a death sentence in jail. That's kind of like. We'll get into the whole Batman's kind of code of ethics, I suppose. But I thought that was a really interesting idea. And just the shot of Batman, like, standing in the corner, just sort of waiting for this guy to see him, and then he just completely takes him out and bails, I thought was great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, that scene was ripped right out of the opening of Dark Knight Returns, his yeah. first appearance, or just the way he moved. Mm-hmm. Like, the way he, like, almost, Even like, that, crawled uh, out the way. Like, that was amazing. Just yeah, to see yeah. that. Oh, I want to read that book again. Just the way Batman moves in this movie, mm-hmm. it did. That was just. It was everything I'd ever wanted to see in Batman brought to life. Yeah, pretty much. Like, ah, man, poor Zach. Uh, so yeah, so Batman. He then we get we get some, we get some like Daily Planet stuff, and like Lois is taking a bath, and you kind of see her, her um, you know. Uh, Perry White is such a dick in this movie. Oh yeah, he's. I thought you would love him. Didn't you love him? Oh my god, he he just just um he was channeling J.K. Simmons. <laughs> yeah, he totally filled that he, void. He was much he was much more akin to the kind of Christopher Reeve movie like um uh Perry White, where he's a little, kind of like just that like I want I don't care what you want I want the story get this get that mm-hmm. you know very like not imposing but just like a jackass. 
Yeah. And I uh, thought he, I thought he pulled that off really well. That was really, and he was like really funny. Um, so yeah, I liked him a lot. Yeah. Perry, Perry White's like fish, Fishburne's the man. Like, oh yes. God, I could, he needs to be in every movie. Uh, but I also Very rarely do I dislike a performance from yeah. him. And, but I, something I kind of thought about is like, why didn't he fire Clark? Like, at one point, he just stopped showing up to work completely. <laughs> because the movie didn't say he should. I know, but in a re- in the real world, like, I... I oh, he would have been fired, like... I w- I've worked in the business before. He would get so fired. But um, one thing that I do want to point out real quick is... One of the main criticisms of Superman in general is like, oh, he looks exactly like Clark Kent or Superman or whatever. Nobody realizes who it is. But in this movie, they don't go out of their way, but they definitely show that Superman is not a public figure, really. Like, yeah, people see him, but he's not, like... Yeah, in not a lot of people know his face, like... Yeah, exactly. So they really wouldn't know Clark is Superman. After something else that happens, you kind of, like, uh, that sort of gets pushed to the wayside, but... Um, anyway, I thought that was interesting. Uh, so, okay, so Bruce shows up to this fundraiser where we get the iconic I love bring people together scene. I love... Can you name I, this episode, and you actually have to do it this time... <laughs> Don't don't just humor me. Oh my gosh! Please actually name this episode Batman v Superman. I love bringing people together. I will do that. <laughs> I, pl- I promise. <laughs> <laughs> so so Bruce shows up to this whole event and it's kind of the band sort of gets together for the first time. You got Clark there. You got Bruce there. You've got Lex Luthor there. You've got Diana Prince there. Who boy? I love this is for me. This was like this is the most solid just through and through scene of the movie. I thought, like just watching all this, like Bruce sliding around and being caught, being all suave and stuff, and being sneaky, and Clark kind of realizing, like, oh, what's going on here? He's got an earpiece or whatever, and then Bruce trying to get, kind of having the hots for Diana, and then she steals his stuff, and then Luke's, Luke's Luther, like, ah, that was so fun to me. What'd you guys think? I loved it. I really, I thought it was really cool. Um, Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, so the first time we, or maybe the only time really that we get to see public Bruce too, which was kind of interesting because we, you know, we got private Bruce and Batman, but we never really got to see public Bruce. And I thought he, Affleck did a really good job at that. But, um, what you, what do we think of the, our first look at, uh, Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman? Wonder or as, Woman or as Diana? Diana Prince, I should say. Um, I mean, I don't good. know enough about the character to really make a mm-hmm. statement. Shh. I mean, acting-wise, she didn't really get... She had, like, ten lines in the movie. Sixteen is the official count. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I she didn't really... Yeah. She didn't really... I mean, there was a couple lines, I thought... And really, it's just... Oh, I don't know. Again, I don't know that much about Diana. I know more about the Wonder Woman and her mythology and the Amazonian stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know about more, more about, like, how she is when she is kind of hidden. But... Um, acting wise, she was kind of one of my fears and she was hit and miss when it comes to acting. I think there's a lot of, a couple lines where she's like, she's actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. She's, I think she really convinced me. There's a couple lines that I felt were just kind of flat. She, I don't think she's bad. Um, but I think she just kind of, a little, some of them were a bit just kind of, she didn't really put much anything into delivering those, some of the lines. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think she can definitely improve and i think especially as she has a stronger director working with her on her solar movie we're definitely going to get i think at least a solid performance out of her right Um, but i I think i i I like her i like her a lot um so yeah 
I don't think she, for me, I don't think she was asked to do too much, but what she was asked to do, I think she did really well. So I was, I was very, I'm very happy with how they got Wonder One off to start. And she's gorgeous. Like, that's well, so. That is true. But w- with her bland performances and stuff, I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. There is a scene in the movie where she straight up admits that she does not give a crap about mankind. Oh, yeah. So I think that that might be on purpose. I don't, well, I, I, you still have to have them, like, some kind of feel like you're giving a crap about what you're saying. Not if you don't give a shit about what's going on. I think I think so, because it's like, maybe you don't care about what's going on, but you still f- you have to feel, I should still feel like she's, you know, giving a performance, not just saying lines. Hmm. Okay, I can see where you're coming from. Hmm, Interesting. So, uh, so basically, she steals the flash drive or the file or whatever with all of Lex's stuff on it, and um, so Bruce gets it back, and we get. I think one of the scenes I was most curious about is how they're going to integrate the rest of the Justice League, and what we do get is Bruce kind of. Um, well, we get the first dream sequence. Do you guys want to, or the second dream sequence? Do you guys want to talk about that? Yeah, sure. That was so cool. Kind of came out of nowhere, and it was a little on the nose, because, like, it's Superman soldiers, and then a bunch of giant mosquitoes, so I thought it was, it was kind of strange. Yeah, that completely came out of nowhere. Yeah. I could have, if I were, if I were, if I were the editor, that would be one of the first things I cut to trim this down. I For me, it didn't add anything. It added absolutely nothing except a, a, something we'll get into later, but yeah. it just, it added nothing. But. What do you think, as, Cody? As someone who has read Red Sun, mm-hmm. I thought that it was awesome. I thought it was just... I, I, I do see where you guys are coming from. doesn't really add much to the plot. It's just out of nowhere. What it does is that it shows Bruce's fears, like what he's thinking of, and it kind of is setting up that I think he has some sort of mental illness. Because hmm. he's the one I, with all the dream sequences. I think... I like I liked that aspect of it. The part I didn't like was the parademons, dark side stuff. <laughs> um, it's like I mean I, I like it's cool to see that stuff, but why is he having a dream about it? So it doesn't not only does it not make sense why he's having a dream about it. If it was like a some like some kind of vision or something, which wouldn't make sense because why is Bruce Bruce Wayne having visions because he's not psychic. Um, but the other thing is just like, it just, it's just kind of also stuffed into this weird desert sequence, which some of it's cool. The action part of it is cool. The fight sequence is cool. Um, you know, when Batman shoots people in the face, um, <laughs> and, the, but then it kind of molds into the whole Superman soldier thing. And that part was cool where he's kind of, we're showing his fear of what Superman could be. Exactly. I thought that was cool, but I just think it was, it didn't mesh well. And it also kind of just was placed again it's a big problem i have with the movie is the 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 editing and the you know the structure but it just it's placed just kind of in this random place i don't know it just it came out of nowhere and it didn't add that much except for that kind of little element to drive his his part of why he's going to fight superman forward mm. I've always felt that dream sequences are like a narrative cop-out because it's like we can do whatever we want and even if it's completely on the nose and doesn't really do anything, it's like it's a dream sequence. But yeah, so it's like Christopher Nolan like... made a whole movie about dream sequences, so maybe I'm just, you know, overreacting, but I just, I've never cared for those. Except unless it's like, 
Well, this is like Bat in Dark Knight Rises, where he has the dream about um, Liam Neeson, because because Liam Neeson, that was cool. Uh, so I guess the uh, the next, so Bruce wakes up from this dream where he gets like he pretty much gets uh, Temple of Doomed by <laughs> Superman. If you get that reference, where he just rips the guy's heart out. Oh, Kalima. Kalima. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so he wakes up from this dream and the Flash shows up in the first like physical appearance by anybody in the Justice League, where he's like, "Oh, Bruce, Lois is the key." Oh, no, I came too soon, but, like, Lois, yeah, Lois is the key. Don't forget. Don't forget. Sequel. Sequel. Um, yeah. I, that was cool, but was, Lois again. being the key, like, that just, that for me, when I hear Lois is the key, like, oh, great, they're going to do, <laughs> Lois is going to get a superpower. Like No, what I think this is setting, I think this is, this may be setting up Injustice. Hmm. Because I if you. of all of the. Justice League stories are going to do injustice. To hmm. me, that was the only one that made sense based off I mean, of what he what's said. what's Flashpoint about? Flashpoint is... Uh, I haven't read it in a really long time. Um, it's I know it's time travel related. It's it's multiple universes. It's like... Oh it's, boy. It covers everything. Because if these movies need one thing, it's more plots. <laughs> like, um, but yeah. Oh but boy. The reason I think it's injustice is because he says Lois is the key. We know that, you know, the reason the, what happens in Injustice is spoilers if you haven't read Injustice or played the game. Um, Lois is killed by the Joker, mm-hmm. and then Superman kills the Joker, and mm-hmm. Superman becomes basically the villain. Um, and it seems like they could be going that route. I wouldn't mind, even though Injustice is basically kind of just Red Sun. See, I, I love the communists. I think it's a really great story. Um, did you you read the comic books? I didn't read the. I read. Or did you play the game? I played the game and I read the first couple issues of the comic. I didn't read the well, full. And thing. the comic, uh, did you see Superman kill Joker? Yeah. Do you remember Batman's face in that? Guy, <laughs> maybe I don't. It's not the most exactly. ridiculous shocked face you've ever seen Batman do. <laughs> that so was great. my avatar for quite a while. <laughs> Everywhere. I love that picture so much. <laughs> so uh, so right after that, we get our first look through... Uh, actually, no, we, we, don't, we don't get that yet. Uh, but we do get our first look at kind of just the bare-bones files of Cyborg, Flash, Aquaman, Wonder Woman. Bruce, at that point, finds a picture of Wonder Woman uh, that... from, from 1918 with... Uh, uh, Chris Fine, right by your side. Uh, yeah, that w- that was awesome. I love that. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, because that was one of the few kind of there's, obviously there's a lot of world building in this movie, um, and I didn't think a lot of it was done very well. I thought a lot of it was lazy and a lot of it was forced. But that was the one time I was like, okay, I think this works. It feels natural, um, and it's really cool to see. We have you see that like it like kind of reveals the picture, and then that amazing Wonder Woman theme kicks in. Um, you see, Matt, here's our disagreement. I did not like that. Oh, really? Oh, really? I did not. No, it just it reminded me way, way too much of Mad Max. <laughs> like, I, I imagined at any second they would turn around behind Bruce and that blind guitar player would just be there. Oh, you're talking about his theme, not like the picture? Yeah. Oh, the theme is what I'm talking about. Okay. The song. I didn't. Yeah. I, I don't know about, enough about her lore to be very excited about that picture. Mm-hmm. But I did not like her theme. Interesting. Huh. Uh, uh, okay, so speeding up a little bit. Uh, so Bruce gets the files, then he finds out about the kryptonite, and he and we get a really in, really cool uh, chase sequence with uh, Batman 
chasing down Luther, and he takes out a bunch of cars and stuff. Kills some people, which, uh, if you guys want, want to talk about that now. It doesn't bug me. Yeah, I, I was well, I, when I, because that, that's one of the things that I certainly heard a little bit about. It's like, oh yeah, Batman totally ISIS, folks. And I was well, and I was like, okay, if he doesn't, if he doesn't kill as much as many people as Michael Keaton does in Batman 1989, then I'm fine with it. I didn't do the body count completely, but as far as I can tell, it was under 10. So I was like, all right, whatever, fine. I I, mean, I think he killed more than that. You can't count the guys in the dream sequence. Yeah, don't count those. I'm not, but he's blowing up cars filled with people. He, I only saw him do that once, because he, well, Mm -hmm. like when he first showed, like. Uh, and that's in that scene he blew up a car, and then later on in another in like the warehouse scene he blows up another car. I don't think it was, I, I don't know, maybe I don't know if I missed something or not, but I to me it wasn't really. He didn't kill a ton of people. He just killed like you know those guys. Who were assholes already? So who cares? Here's the thing about that. I don't hate Batman killing, but I don't like it. Yeah. I really don't like it. I can get used to it, I can get over it, but I don't like it because it goes against one of the core essential elements of who Batman is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was a bit of a betrayal of the character. But he did kill Joker in Dark yeah, Knight Yeah, that's Returns. the thing. This is the Dark Knight Returns Batman. I, I, he just doesn't care anymore. Yeah, he's kind of just over it. Like I mean, He's just like, I'm, I'm sick and tired of all this bullshit. I'm just going to, you know, these you guys suck. I'm not going to... I'm not Did doing he, you any favor. I, I'm pretty sure the Joker killed himself in the Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, but he like he, he got yeah, him in the Batman eye and he broke did, his neck pretty much. Batman Joker just went did there it. with the full intention of killing him. Yeah, he's like, I'm done with this. I've I've let you live for too long. There's too much blood on my hands now. Like, yeah, he, Joker kind of like he did the final act of it, but Batman pretty much broke his neck. But it then does that mean that Joker is already dead at this point? No, not really. Then that doesn't make sense to me because Okay, but yeah. okay, so but if you're hanging off a cliff and I like if if you were if you were hanging off a cliff and somebody cut off all your fingers and left you with like your your index finger, they pretty much killed you. I mean, I, I, if I, or if I drop you in the middle of the ocean with no life with no life preserver, even though I didn't drown you, you pretty I pretty much killed you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I guess, but I don't know. Yeah, I That's, like I said, I Batman, M- Michael Keaton's Batman. He blew up a factory full of dudes, so I really couldn't say too much because I. I mean, I didn't, I didn't love that either. I didn't think that was okay. Again, I don't hate it. I just don't like it. But there's, there's, there's a narrative choice where if you want to say, okay, this Batman, and Christian Bale's Batman, he's got this real upstanding moral code. But to be honest with you, I th- like. That Batman probably, if he got down the line enough, he would have been just often dudes left and right. Like it's just, they they just they just skipped the part where he's like, I don't kill anybody. So I was, cause I'm, I he definitely this Batman he definitely went through that phase, where of like, oh yeah, I don't kill. That's not a thing I do. But at this point, the guy's obviously faced a lot of loss, so he's just kind of like, screw it. Did but, we skip the scene where um, they show his bat suit, like in the case? Uh, I don't remember. This is because, a movie. I don't know. Um, a lot. I really like that scene because it really shows that yeah, he's he's just over it. He's he's done. Him, you can tell that him and Alfred, they're just they're just sick. Alf- they're, Alfred's great, by the oh, way. Alfred Jeremy Irons was fantastic. Favorite Amazing. Alfred. Favorite Alfred by yes, far. Here. Like I, Michael Caine's my man. Michael Goff was 
you know, cute or whatever, but Jeremy freaking Irons. Jeez, he was so cool. He was just so sarcastic. It's like, oh, I don't know if I know. Whatever. Like, well, he was so oh, done. Yeah. Later on in the movie, Batman, Batman's just like, what's happening? He's like, I really don't even know where to start here. <laughs> like, there's just <laughs> there's a lot going on, man. He's great. Like like you said with the, the Gotham Alfred Cody, he's just a oh, sassy yeah. little bitch. I love him. He's, just, he's so over everything. Yeah. He's like, oh, you're too old to die young now, you asshole. <laughs> like, oh. like, you ruined my life. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> uh, So, uh oh yeah so this is this is my first like wtf scene so finch the senator well through kind of lex's machinations he hold this public hearing where she wants superman to kind of account for his you know actions and to kind of speak out in you know to the government that wants to like regulate him or get some answers from him and uh they just kind of they go a bit of like a terrorism round they just have this guy detonate a bomb and, and kills everybody you get superman in the remnants, just kind of stand there with his eyes closed, like, ha, ah, shit, how did I, le- how did I let this happen? Oh, I, I love that scene. I love that scene. That was a t- that I that scene just caught me out of nowhere. I was when, like, yeah, was that that part that. caught me out of nowhere. I'm talking about that in very particular the the shot, I guess you could say. Oh yeah. Of him standing in the rubble, just I think he's starting to cry. He's like, just oh, about fuck. yeah. It's like no, 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 it's not good. Yeah. And then he has that whole uh, I'm done being Spider Man. <laughs> I mean, I'm done being Superman. Yeah. He's he's done being Superman because, like, he just accidentally let a bunch of people die, and he's just over it. Spider-Man stops being Spider-Man in that movie because it's hard. It's my life so is hard. Ho- my life I is want to so have a girlfriend. I want to have a girlfriend. My life sucks. Like, he's... Ugh, God. Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man, he quits when his girlfriend actually dies, so don't even try to tell me that, that Spider-Man's better. Than it him. is. He, oh, bro, we gotta have an episode on that. Andrew Garfield, fuck that movie, god damn. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, okay, so Batman, he he gets a kryptonite. He's like, he's ready to take down. Uh, oh, that Superman. was that was great because I wish they, I don't wish they showed it. I I think the way they did it was really great because you have uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take it over. No, oh, yeah, go, go for that part. Yeah. You have Lex show up right after that scene, mm-hmm. or and right before that scene, you have uh. Bruce Wayne, he's watching it happen, and then he just flips out. Yeah. And you can tell he's pissed off. Oh, my gosh. Like and I said, they, if looks could kill. Yeah, exactly. And then they cut to uh, Lex Luthor showing up at his uh, factory or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's just chaos. Yeah. Everything's shitty. No one's happy. People are getting have to be resuscitated. <laughs> like, uh, it was. A, I loved that scene. Yeah, it was freaking badass um so i guess throughout all this we there was a couple of scenes like where luth lex gets access to superman's ship and he like he cuts off uh zod's fingerprints and uses them as his own so he takes control and he starts to make doomsday um so while that's going on he gets he 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 captures lois lane in a very silly way where she sees somebody he's like i think i know you because you almost killed me like that was yeah that was ridiculous, but can we, can it's a we movie. Talk about Lois for a second in this movie. Sure. I, I Lois sucks in this movie. <laughs> a little bit. I thought she yes. sucked. She was terrible. Like I, well, I specifically, Adams. what? Like what'd she do? Uh, nothing. Exactly. <laughs> she was try. They tried to make. She's so boring and so uninteresting in this movie, and they're making her. They're turning her. They, with like so many other people, they're turning her into a plot device. A little bit. 
And it's not only is it just kind of insulting because I like the character and I liked what they did with her in Man of Steel. They for, first they, at the beginning of the movie, they're just they basically will be at the end of Man of Steel. They were like, OK, we're, we kind of rushed the relationship a little bit, but let's see it fleshed out in the second one. What do they do? They jump forward and it's already, you know, they have a relationship. So let's skip the development and let's not actually try to care about the relationship. Yeah. And it's not only that, but Henry Cavill and Amy Adams, they really don't have that much chemistry. So it kind of just makes it worse. And it's just it. And then you also try to shoehorn this kind of Lois searching with a bullet plot side subplot there's like five subplots in this movie no, I, I thought that one fit, fit okay I, it, like it's it, I it exposed I lex it, i didn't i didn't care about it i had no reason to have any interest in any of that hmm. any all the stuff with that and like her and like the daily planet stuff i was just like i don't care <laughs> yeah that, that probably if you wanted to cut the fat that would have been one way to go but obviously she has a big role going forward with you know with that flash sequence so it's yeah. kind of a necessary evil almost, um, but eh, that's life. So, so Luther takes Lois to his LexCorp tower, or whatever, pushes her off. Superman saves her. He goes up to like take down Lex, and in a very Joker-esque move, Lex kidnaps uh, Superman's mom <laughs> and like kind of tortures him with pictures. It almost reminded me of the Killing the Joke. Killing Joke, yeah. Yeah, it had a little bit of that in it. And he's like, hey, man, if you want her back, I don't know where she is, but if you want her back, bring, kill, Batman. kill Batman, bring his, bring him the hat, bring me his hat or whatever. She was like, ah, shit, got to do this. <laughs> the thing about that is, why did he do that? I was wondering that, too. What was his motivation? He had, he does not have a reason. The only thing I came up with is that he hates the idea of a god amongst men. He thinks that's wrong. I th- the way I saw it, I was like, okay. So Lex is obviously he's creating Doomsday, right? Why? So Doomsday is his wild card because he he wants he doesn't like Superman. He wants to off him for whatever but reason. He's, he's never given a reason why he hates Superman. Well, Batman hates Superman. They yeah, show a reason show why, why Batman hates Superman. We though. see why. We very clearly yeah. see why. We get that developed. Lex, he's just like gods amongst men. Gods can't be. He said some. It was a good line, but I don't remember some god. Gods can't be human or something about along those gods lines. Can't be right. good. Gods can't be the... good, and mm-hmm. good people can't be gods. Something along those lines. It was a cool oh. line. But, the, but is it, this is this really a guy who you expect to be logical though? That's what I was thinking. Like, like he's he's unhinged. Just, like the guys throw it. At, he, he's just insane. A little bit, which is again, that's a narrative kappa. But it, it sort of reminds me of like, it reminded me almost of like you know how celebrity stalkers kind of blame celebrities and people for their problems almost mm-hmm. he's just he's this this unstable guy and i mean the character thing is, the character's thing is, portrayed that way so i when when he was so, doing all these things i was like okay that's that's probably something this dude would do he's he's not all he's not all there you know thing is when you say unstable character that just does things because he that's what he believes Joker. What, what what dc character do you think of uh condiment king mm-hmm. come on batman of zendar or yeah, Joker. I know Joker. Yeah, yeah it's the Joker. That's yeah. not Lex Luthor. Yeah, and I'm not. And I'm not saying like it has to be true to the comics, but you have to keep that <laughs> core essential. What makes the character that character? Who would have thought three months ago that I would be defending Lex Luthor to you, Josh? I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, this is like this is strange. Weird. I'm kind I know, of scared. I, to- I, I told you, 
we're going to go into a crazy, we're, we're going to have a crazy, it's going to get crazier. Um, <laughs> yeah, just Lex, but he has no reason to do the things he does. Not really, no. And he just kind of does things because his daddy was mean. Mean. Mm. And hey. he has money and power, sort of. I don't, and he's crazy and he hates gods. I don't. I don't understand what this uh, character was. For me, I that kinda, was yeah. Sorry, I just I don't know. For me, that yeah. was the least of my problems with him. Like I just when I didn't even think about his motivations. I'm just like I was just kind of watching the train wreck as it happened. But for me, <laughs> at least one thing that I think was revealing to the character is that I was I've I thought that like Doomsday. So Doomsday was like his wild card. Like that was his that was or his trump card in a way. You so, didn't want to use it. Yeah, well, no, he did. Like, he planned to, but he wanted Superman to kill Batman to get him out of the way so there would be less resistance to Doomsday killing Superman because that's, like, his main goal. Okay. So, uh, like, I've heard people complain, like, oh, there was, there, there was really no reason to fight. It's like, no, Batman just hated this guy and had seen all the destruction he caused, and then Superman's kind of got to because Lex wants Batman gone so he can get, get rid of Superman, too. So I, I guess I, I picked up on that for whatever reason but another thing is like he just i'm trying to i don't know how to word this right it's like i get what they were kind of going for because they were trying to make him seem like this almost like a psychotic genius sort of or i don't to me it kind of came off of like just this kind of madman unhinged mad scientist but he's really smart i never got the smart or the intelligence Oh, never, he's totally smart. He manipulates I, that, the crap out of people. That really didn't convey, wasn't conveyed well to me at all. Really? I, I didn't think it was, no. I thought it was done really, really sloppily. Um, hmm. I just, I didn't get that from him. I just got this kind so of. So you, you didn't get the, you, so you didn't think he was, he, he didn't come off as smart to you? I, smart in the sense of he knows how to do things, but not smart in the way that he's always, you know, five steps ahead of everybody. Well, he kind of is like he's goads. He kind of paints Superman in a corner to get him to do what he wants. That's that's pretty good foresight. And he thinks enough to not have anybody tell him where Martha is. And he figures out where Martha is. And I don't I didn't I never took his intelligence in the question. Cody, what about you? Where do you stand? Um, if she just wasn't a good character. Oh no, definitely not. Like I'm and totally there with you. So what what is happening is we're arguing the merits of a poorly written character. <laughs> um, True. I just I think he was there to move the plot along, and I'm fine yeah. with that. Yeah. But the thing is, and I I can even that being the case though, it's like it was just done lazily. It was so much laziness to there. Like, there wasn't reasons given. Like, you can have him be there to move the plot along. If you want to, that's what you want to do with your villain, go for it. I mean, I don't like it, but go for it. As long as the rest of the movie as a whole, you know, works cohesively and it doesn't. Um, mm-hmm. But he doesn't even have reasons to do the things he does. So he can't really, it just doesn't work. It just doesn't work. So. Okay. Um. So I guess. Coming up next, we get, and I, I also, uh, real quick, I love how they dealt with Metropolis and Gotham. Like It was compared to Oakland and San Francisco, yeah, where they're cool. on right. two sides of the bay. I thought that was really cool, where you kind of 
it was almost foreboding in a way. Like that was that was an, a good call that I made. I think people got mad about that for some reason. But um, so Superman goes over. That he fights Batman, and then we finally get what the movie's all about. And before we get into this whole sequence, I didn't, I definitely didn't expect that. And I, I, I checked my phone just like to get with the runtime so I could figure out how much space that took up. The that whole, you know, the lead up, the direct lead up to Batman versus Superman took up pretty much half the movie. Like all yep. that stuff was like a good portion of it. It was pretty crazy. Did you? I just want to ask. Did you think it paid off? What the buildup? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I loved. Well, that was an we'll, awesome fight. Yeah, we'll get. Um, so Superman pretty much shows up, and he and Batman have this fun, really uh, entertaining battle in what looks like an empty mansion or something like that in Gotham. It's like, yeah, it was an abandoned part of town or something. I, I kind of, I, it's this may be cheap to some people, but I liked how they kind of went out of their way to not put too many lives at at risk no, i think but the thing about that was is you could tell they were just covering their ass with it and i was fine with that there like, and they're... then you could tell like we're jumping ahead a little bit but when doomsday finally does show up you hear anderson cooper say oh thank god it's after the work day and everyone's pretty much gone <laughs> like you could tell Zack snyder was like i'm not gonna fucking listen to this bullshit again no. No, I heard. So, I even heard some people say, "Oh, if you're if if the man of destruction and man of steel bother you, you're gonna hate this movie." I was like, "Where? Like, <laughs> what? What did they? I mean, the island they were on didn't have anybody yeah, on there it. There was more uh, actual destruction, but less people died. I, really, there was more. Assume. Where was all the destruction? Well, they blew up an island. Yeah, but um, there's nothing really there to. They leveled it, that part of town. I'm sure. That business district doesn't look very good anymore. Yeah, uh, it, to me, it didn't. It didn't even come close to Man of Steel. This was very self-contained, and I just, I wish more blockbusters and just movies in general. Like, if you're gonna have a big final act, keep it small. Like, that's that's like Mission Impossible, Ghost Pro, or not Ghost Protocol, uh, Rogue Nation, for instance. The action gets smaller and smaller as it as the movie goes on. So by the end, it's just this tight, tense little sequence. I love that. So I just wish more people would do that. And this movie, I think, did a really good job at it. But uh, anyways, Batman, so Superman shows up. He and Batman start to fight. <sighs> Pretty interesting uh, interesting yeah, scene. So, so rough. Yeah, it's, it's fight really... Fight is so gritty. It's like, ugh. Superman gets, he gets his, he gets his ass handed to him. Pretty oh, so bad. Uh, and so uh, before we get to like the actual conclusion of the fight, what did, just in general, what did you guys think of it? Um, <clears throat> the fight itself was great. It was pretty much everything I wanted, although I was still kind of wishing to get that classic Frank Miller Dark Knight Returns line, but we didn't get it. Um, but Batman. I does... want you to remember. Oh right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm... but whatever. Um, but we do get some cool lines. We have that one line. Batman's like, "You're not brave. Men are brave." That was awesome. <laughs> um. We haven't we'll even s- talked about we haven't even talked about Ben Affleck yet. Oh, we will. Um, we will. We'll get there. Um, but uh, overall, I think the fight itself was great. I have issues with the m- reasons it happens, and I have issues with the way it ends. But overall, the fight itself, just the the way the action sequence was done, um, it was it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. And uh, just one thing I forgot to mention earlier that I I wanted to make a note of. 
this movie just kind of continued for me the whole the fact that this is this is such a realistic depiction of what would happen if this actually occurred like with all the scoop mcnary stuff and just the reaction of, of the public and the people's reaction to, to having a god pretty much on the earth it, i think it did a good job continuing that for man of steel but um but anyways with this whole sequence so it pretty much ends batman batman wins i think oh yeah there's no doubt yeah, like I don't know how much how much longer he could have done what he did because he maybe he would run out of, uh, you know, kryptonite gas or whatever. But no, he wouldn't have to do it much longer because he won. Yeah, pretty much. So he ends up with his foot on Superman's face, and Superman just like save Martha, and Bruce is like, "Duh, fuck!" Oh my god, what? I never it never occurred to me before. I just I I never knew. I obviously knew Thomas and Martha Wayne, but I never knew Ma Kent's name was Martha. So that kind of took yeah, me off like, guard. Yeah, the, I was talking with my dad. I went and saw him with my dad tonight. Hmm. And we we I, I haven't put that together either. Like, oh, wait. Like, I knew both of their names, but I never realized that they had the same name. Yeah. And I love that it has such an effect on Bratman. Bratman? Bra- on Batman <laughs> when his mom's na- name is said. Mm-hmm. Like, He's just so you can tell that where his motivations actually come from, and I love that. Josh, what did you think about that revelation? Um, so I have two sort of trains of thought. Okay, so here's the thing: when I first saw it, and I saw kind of think it, this is really friggin' stupid. I think uh, it's really, I think it's really dumb. I think it's like we are. Oh, our mom. Do you want, do you want the, the movie same... to have heart or not? I do, like, and that's not how you achieve it. I think. Why not? They're they're kindred spirits, man. Their moms have the same name. So, oh, so that's so. Their moms have the same name. Who cares? I have the. Uh, I have the they're same both name. doing it for their mothers. Mm-hmm. I get that's, that's, that's that, what the that's point the, is. That's the angle I get. But the thing is, they, I didn't. Again, I just it's a lot of the same issues I have with this movie. It wasn't conve- It wasn't conveyed that way. So it, it, when it comes off of the movie, it's just like, oh, your mom has the same name my mom did. Mm. I'm gonna be friends with you now. But what I know, what I really get, what what I when you really analyze it is, oh, Superman has a mother. He's actually a person. He has a soul, and I should stop. I shouldn't kill this person. And that to me was cool. I just didn't think it was conveyed that way. Mm. I disagree because the you like the the change that they show with Batman. Lois completely ruins it, of course. Uh, but just the change you see in Batman's demeanor. He's just first he's panicked, and then he's just like, shit, dude, like. Why are we doing like why am I I just spent all this money and all this time trying to kill you? Why am I like you're just you're just like me? I mean, it's for me, that was one of the best moments of the movie, to be honest with you. I just I don't understand at all how people are shitting on that. I I thought that was really, really well done. I just I don't know. I just thought it was really I didn't I didn't buy it. Um, Not maybe not that I didn't buy it. I didn't think it was. You didn't think it was worth that. That revelation wasn't worthy of what it caused. I don't know exactly. It just, like I said, I just I don't think it was conveyed the way it was meant to be. Um, hmm. it actually, it's supposed to be. Um, it just seems like oh, our moms have the same name, so I'm gonna be your friend now. That's what it came off as to me. But well, I do I do understand this, what it actually means. To this point, um, Bruce has no other reason than to think that. Clark is just this alien. Like, he's not from here. He, I mean, I, I don't need, I've. he didn't come out and say it, but I doubt, I don't think he really took into consideration that this guy's got a family and he cares about people. 
to him, he probably, he's just he this, he's just, he's just this asshole, powerful man killer that yeah, killed his uh, employees. It humanizes him. Like, like, it, like he I looks said, at I... Superman as like shit, dude. Like we're you you care about people. You're you know you're, and we have like you remind like what would my mom think if I was just killing this guy and stuff like that. I for me. Like I said, for me, that's that was one of the best scenes of the entire movie. It just they completely nailed that moment. So, different trains of thought. I, I agree. Yeah. In case you didn't get that. Well, all right. Well, that's so pretty much Batman, Superman. They decided to team up, and then uh, and then all hell breaks loose. <laughs> you know, we get uh, Doomsday shows up, and Wonder Woman shows up. Well, they save Ma Kent first. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot and about that the scene. Cool, one of the coolest Batman segments ever put to film. I literally, I when I got home from seeing the movie, I started playing Batman Arkham Knight, and I just had to put Did it, and I was like, this isn't even, this is not even cool, as cool as that. Because uh, do a fair crazy. takedown, it's the exact same thing. Yeah, yeah, I know, that was, that was cool. But Batman got, like, stabbed and stuff. That was, oh, that was wild. Yeah, oh, that was so, yeah, so and, good. And then okay. that scene where uh, he has the flamethrower guy and the guy with the M60. Yes. And then he breaks through the wall right yes. out of the Dark Knight Returns. Right out of Dark Knight Returns. It was awesome. Like, that was oh, so great. I was so stoked on it. See, that was in my whole thought process of like when I was like, because I don't know if, I don't know if I've said this before, but when when I think of a movie, I like movies. I'm a fan of movies, so no matter what, I always think of like the I always put the fan in me before like the the critical side, I guess. So the fact that they had moments like the mock, the the Martha scene and then the some of the callbacks to Dark, Dark Knight Returns, I really didn't care as much for some of the narrative stuff because it's like, I don't, I don't need I don't need just narrative perfection from this movie. I need a good time. I need cool moments and I need action and I like I got all those things. So, yeah, that stuff. It's those things, those little things. Like there's yeah. that scene from the trailer where it's basically batman silhouetted by lightning for half a second oh yeah which is right out of the dark knight returns again mm-hmm. shit like that makes up for awful lex luther yeah, i'm not thinking of you know some of the i'm not when i when i see this kind of stuff i'm not thinking of like well this is cool but they had too many plots in the first half i'm just thinking that's friggin' awesome but he's just he's doing batman stuff <laughs> that was one of the things i've been trying to get over it's like i'm too, being too cynical i mean it's just at the end of the day I you have this, fun watching it. The eight, the eight or nine year old in me is just like Batman. Like that's awesome. Like so, I kind of, I, I, for for me, some people didn't, but I like, I listen to that. I, I put a lot I, of stock in if I enjoy something or not. If I have a cool, like that was so cool reaction to it. I get that, and I, I can kind of see where you're coming from there. But it's like that's kind of, and this isn't like a like an insult or anything. It's just like to people that like this movie because there's tons of people that like this movie, tons of people that love this movie. Some people think this is better than The Dark Knight. I think those people are crazy. Chill. Whatever. Yeah, those people are crazy. There's, well, there's something called going too hard. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but here's the thing. It's like at that point, I feel, that's when it kind of – this isn't saying this is like a Michael Bay movie, but that's when you kind of are crossing over into it's a – it's, you know, I don't, who cares about plot and story? Things are exploding and I'm – you know, things are fun and cool. And things look cool. No, but I so get, let's. Who cares about that? And for me, I, the, the plot and story were good enough as a foundation. Like they didn't stand out. They, it wasn't there like there needs to be a balance. Yeah, like I, I'm fine if the movie. Because at the end of the day, like, I'm sorry. The same with Amazing Spider-Man Two. 
if the plot and story is at least decent and I get a lot of good, like, fun action scenes or comedic scenes or just cool moments, I'm, then I'm fine. Like, I don't, I don't, I'm not looking at these movies. If I want to see a movie with a great plot and story, I'll watch, you know, Spotlight or Steve Jobs. And if, but if I want to see, you know, maybe that one. But if I want to see a kind of just a big, loud, kind of crazy movie with cool action, cool characters, and cool scenes with a, you know, a decent plot, then I'll go to this one. Like here, it's, they're, they're, I'm not trying this. I'm not trying to make. I didn't want this to be one of the greatest things I've ever seen. I wanted it to be a fun, and enjoyable movie, and it was fun, and I enjoyed a lot of it. Here's the thing with that. We've seen what superhero movies can be. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at uh, The Dark Knight or, you know, I mean, the whole trilogy, really. And you look at movies like X-Men Days of Future Past or Captain America, The Winter Soldier or, I mean, tons of others. There's tons of others. I mean, other comic movie, comic book movies, like you said, uh, V for Vendetta, mm-hmm. um, you know. But I don't necessarily like – I don't want it to be – I don't. Sometimes I don't want I don't a comic want book say, movie I, to be that good, you know. I, I just want it to be well, watchable. Why, why not? I don't. I want quality. I don't want just watchable. I want, you know. I, I obviously I want fun, but I want well made fun. I thought that. Well, I guess I thought this was well made fun, and you didn't. So okay, that's that's, fine. that's cool. That's that's life. I mean, but so sorry, you're not on the podcast anymore, Josh. <laughs> yeah, no, it's no. I'm, this is that's that's why we. That's why I. I wanted this to show to be three people because you, you know, you get a good balance. It's like yeah. all, all three of us, we end up in some sort of different camp and we can kind of talk about this kind of, this kind of shit. I, and, and it's a, at the end of the day, it's a movie. Like, who, yeah, like exactly. It's a, it's a, yeah. the fact that this is a movie is a huge piece of it. Cause like there's honestly, I'm sorry, Josh, Steve, you might be slamming your head on the keyboard, but there's films and there's, and there's movies. <laughs> oh, no, we're not. Okay. Um, but just, <laughs> sorry, but no, no. Um, just but no. <laughs> um, I, and I know, entertain the thought. No, <laughs> but I know it sounds like I'm being really negative at this movie. I like I said again at the beginning, I don't hate this movie. I don't even you dislike don't like this movie. It. No, um, I, I like I said, I, there's a couple things I've said I liked, and I'm gonna get to some more things I liked. I just I don't I, I want to really harp on the fact I don't hate this movie. Yeah. So if I sound like I'm being really negative, it's not because I hate the movie. It's just because I have a lot of negative things to say about it. You know what it was? I can. I'm, I'm just gonna show you my analysis of this, Josh. Is that you were by far the single most excited for this movie? Absolutely. You had the highest hopes for it, and that's why you were so disappointed by I it. I think, but it's also like I went in because I, <clears throat> I went in knowing the reviews. I went in seeing that Rotten Tomato score. I read, listened to a lot of critics that I trust. Um, and I knew I I went in with managing my expectations. I went in. I'm hoping this is awesome. I'm prepared for this to suck, and it was neither. But it was also both. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't. It's just I was. I didn't. It didn't. I can say it disappointed me on my initial expectations. Like I was hoping this would be better than Man of Steel and one of the best superhero movies I've ever seen. Um. But it just – it wasn't. Um, and I was ready for it to not be that, but I was still hoping it would be that. Mm-hmm. But even even with my expectations tempered, I was still very underwhelmed. So and That's where we're different. There we go. Uh, so just to kind of wrap things up here. Keep so, going with the whole movie thing. Yeah. Uh, no, I, that was a great conversation. That was a lot of fun. Uh, so Batman, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman – 
they all they all team up and they take on Doomsday. Batman sort of gets shafted a little bit just because he's kind of can't, do can't really do much. He's like, yeah, get him. Like, the best he, he can, can do is distract him pretty well. Exactly, he's a heck of a distractor. But Wonder Woman gets in there, and her, I I agree with you, Josh. Her theme was so cool. Yeah, the, the second the electric you, guitar is like. Did you see her cheer when she'd up? No, I have a weird theater. I don't, there was only like 30 people in my theater. It was what? the second oh showing God. of the night. Second 2D oh, no. showing of the night. Uh, uh, mine was also on a Thursday night, though. Mine was completely sold out. And even, I mean, like I was actually having a lot of fun in certain segments of the movie. This is the big doomsday battle. I was actually, I had a big smile on my face watching this scene. Oh, yeah. When, when Wonder fun. Woman shows up, I, I cheer right along with everybody. I was like, that was awesome. That you just see this big cloud of dust, and then she's revealed, and then her theme kicks in. It would have been was... nice if we hadn't already seen her in the trailer. Yeah. yeah. Did we mention the uh, space scene yet? Oh, no, I had that written down, though. But oh Well, that hasn't because actually happened Because chronologically, yet. doesn't that happen before Wonder Woman shows up? Yes. I thought she... Uh, but Superman, it, it, comes, Superman comes back. Yeah. Regardless. Cody, I think I know where you're going. Straight from Dark Knight Returns. Straight to, yeah, straight from Dark Knight Returns. But I, I have something that kind of just, it kind of put me off of that scene. CGI? No, it's not that. I liked that. It looked fine. What it was was the president was super gung-ho about using a nuke. <laughs> just, oh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, whatever. Whatever, sure. Just, just, just do it. And he never actually gave a confirmation. It's true. He kind of just said, God have mercy on us. Obama. Like, what does that even mean? Yes yeah. or no? It's just in real life they would discuss it more yeah. than just yeah we're gonna nuke that guy. I can see that, but I'm sure they don't want another you know battle metropolis on their hands. So I that, I eh, I was a little bit more I didn't, I honestly didn't notice that until you brought it up. I was just like oh shit what are they gonna do when they do it? But, um, but no yeah I like that whole scene the whole Dark Knight Returns thing that was cool. It, rem- it reminded me of that South Park episode where they decided nuke Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna nuke heaven. So uh, uh, up there. He's like, oh no, I'm making cookies. Like, oh, that's great. You know what would have been cool? What? If they, I know people would have complained about it if they brought some of Russell Crowe's uh, dialogue from <laughs> Man of Steel. That would have been cool. But that part, remember when uh, he's gonna go save Lois? Yeah. Out of the Zod ship. I I, I kind of wish they played some of that back. That would have been. They'll or they'll join, you, they'll join you in the sun. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that happens awesome. before. That's before that. Yeah, damn it. But but that, that was, was a been. cool idea. I would like that. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna recut this movie, <laughs> and it's gonna be rated X. I'll tell you, once the ultimate edition comes out, I'm super psyched for the fan edits. Those are gonna be cool. Like, there's gonna be a lean two-hour version of this somewhere. I mean, soaked about that one. Um, okay, so pretty much they start fighting Doomsday. Uh, who, who does like you said? You said in our in our talk about the trailer, Josh, he's gonna take different forms. You were kind of right. Like if they I was kind of right, but I was enough, also really I was also kind of wrong. Yeah, if they would have fought him long enough, he probably would have turned into Doomsday, Doomsday. But I mean, the best, the most we get is like a, a yeah, he, sword hand. He turns into what we saw in the trailer. Pretty yeah, yes. that was that was cool. Like otherwise, he was just this glob of gray. It was cool to see that they did actually take notice, take into account that he does. Um, develop yeah um what i don't know um doomsday's lore he where does he actually come from i think he was a medical experiment or something like no no he was exactly he was an alien i remember shoot i think i did i read the comics he is kryptonian right 
I'm not sure. That's that's my question. Oh, yeah. I want to know. Doomsday. They probably didn't do General Zod because he wasn't in the comics for yeah. a while. Doomsday is portrayed as a deadly monster born from the depths of ancient Krypton. Yeah. Okay. He's created and imbued him with few feelings, mostly hate and destruction. Yeah. So he's kind of just this Krypton monster. boogeyman almost. Okay. He's a, a, like a legend. Yeah, sort of. I think okay. in, the, in the anime movie, he just sort of showed up from this like cave or whatever. It was really cool. That's a great animated movie, by the way. So, yeah, it is. Um, Do you think Doomsday was used well? Yeah. He was was true to the comics. He's just this big brute who his sole purpose is to try to kill Superman. I I like... He's not like Bane, where he's... No, it's more tying into how how the Doomsday thing ends up. Are we going to get to what happens? Yeah, well, do it right now. No, we're going to stop here. Yeah, this is it. (laughs) Bye, guys. Take it easy. Um, Uh, No... Uh, so, so so they fight. Wonder Woman cuts his arm off, and Superman's like, "All right, well, I guess it's my turn." So he he takes this the the Kryptonite scepter, stabs Doomsday. Doomsday stabs him. They both die. Everybody's dead. And uh, <laughs> so they did the death of Superman. They yeah, did. I never um, thought that. I never made that connection in my head. I literally didn't. I I have a big problem with this. Really? I, know, I actually have a big more of a problem with it the more I think about it. Hmm. Um, they did this way too early. You can't do this two movies in. That is not because, for multiple reasons. Hmm. Number one, Superman at this point, and this is another problem I have with the movie, I did not really care for Superman in this movie. Nobody did. Snyder didn't. The screenplay didn't. Yeah, I thought he was. I thought they set up the first. Man of Steel was set up so that this that was Kal El becoming Superman, and I felt at the end of that movie he was, you know starting to become the true Superman and he was going to go on that journey in this movie. I thought it was a, like basically a regression from that. And I don't know if I'd say he kind of went backwards all the way, but it just, he didn't, I, I never felt not only, I, I honestly almost didn't care about him, which sucks because I love Superman and he didn't really get that much time to really shine and so, not only do are you going to kill off Superman using that one of the most famous story arcs in comic book history, you're doing it to a Superman that I mean I don't know how other people feel, but I just didn't really I didn't feel that invested, and I should care I should be crying when Superman is killed, and I didn't even I didn't even feel anything I was like oh they're going that way that's ballsy. It's ballsy, it's for sure. It's very ambitious. I will say this about the movie. It's ambitious as hell. Mm-hmm. This is one of the most ambitious superhero movies I've ever seen. Um, but they did it way too early. I didn't feel like it was earned. And now when they make future Superman movies, this is the way they should have – this is like how they should do like a, tr- a third Superman movie out of a Superman trilogy. Mm-hmm. Like this should this should be like movie number seven, not movie, movie one eight. and a half, really. Yeah, <laughs> this this is so so rushed the way they turn this out. I I admire them for taking a risk, mm-hmm. but it's a I think they could have taken a risk with something else, and I think this was the wrong way to go about it. Um, and they didn't even go all the way with it because we know he's coming back. They well, show that's the how very, the comic book story goes. I know, so. but. You will, well, let's at least have him dead for one movie. Obviously, he's going to come back. We have Justice League coming out. Obviously, he's not dead, mm. or he's not going to stay dead. But can you at least just have the balls to completely kill him off and like make us think he's dead for now? 
Yeah. Like, at, at the very least, go all the way with it. Don't half-ass it. Even hey, man, better. Marvel hasn't had the gall to do anything like that. That's They're true. That's 20,000 movies in, so That's I respect true. them way more for that because I, I – this makes this movie made me like everything Marvel does less because they're really? just they're, this movie. The thing I liked about it is it feels like it has actual consequences to it. Like there's things can actually go wrong because in Marvel, as far some from what we've seen so far, you know everything's kind of fluffy and there's no real there's no real suspense to anything. I, I think there is and on and on. I think this I think this is below any Marvel movie so far. Um, yeah, I would put it. Yeah. Um, to me, to me anyway. Yeah. Um, even even there there are one or two Marvel movies that I'm not huge on, but even those I feel like are overall, and I'm really just talking about the overall quality of the film, less yeah, the yeah. less the just like the consequences stuff. Because I agree, Marvel doesn't, and I really don't want to make this a Marvel DC thing. Um, but Marvel doesn't have that much stakes at a lot of their movies. Yeah. Um, but and I when think... you're when you're ten movies in, or wherever thirteen there are. Like like I said, with that I've just stopped caring. I just, I but don't like, care anything about the not, narrative to it. I think this it's, is. I think it's not so much. It's more. I think when it comes to you know characters dying off in Marvel movies because they've killed and made characters come back over and over and over and over again, and I'm really tired of that. But at the same time, that you, you we have started seeing that there are consequences for actions more in the recent movies because we're seeing that what's going on in Civil War is a. You know, consequence of what happened in Age of Ultron. We're seeing what happened in Age of Ultron was something of a consequence or a reaction to um, the Winter Soldier. So we're starting to see some of that. So I think, and that's the way you're doing. The way they're doing it is fine, and I, I really admire the way they're doing it in these DC movies. Um, I just think it would be so much more effective if the movie overall was better. There's a lot more malleability to DC, so I guess we'll 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 leave it that for at least that discussion of it, but. Um, so Superman, Superman dies, and they do a lot of the death of Superman stuff, which and they they took a little bit from. I I feel like this movie took a lot from Dark Knight Rises because the whole speech of you know you got either you can be everything or be none of it. You don't owe these people anything, and that's pretty much exactly what Catwoman said in Dark Knight Rises. Okay. Like with that whole speech, and she's like, oh, you don't owe these people anymore. She's like, you giving them everything. It's like no, yeah, not everything. Oh yeah, yeah. And then the the whole, well, Bruce also di- Bruce died in all the chaos. Clark died in all the chaos. Sorry, Clark. You know, crazy. It's weird. Um, so Clark's declared dead. They all go to the the funeral. And, uh, apparently Clark was gonna propose to Lois Lane. I can see what you're saying there, Josh, because that just that, that felt flat. Well, I, I I was like, okay, that was out of nowhere. Whoa, they they're gonna get married. Oh my gosh. That, yeah, that completely fell flat. Yeah, so, pr- they've pretty much butchered that relationship at this point. Yeah. Uh so so Bruce is like, Hey guys, let's form a team. We're gonna find oh, we forgot to mention those. We'll get to those in a second. Uh so they decide to form a team. Bruce visits Lex. Oh, that was awesome. That was yeah, that was like okay. I really, cool. I really liked that scene. I won't lie to you guys. I he's, thought that was really hardcore. Get it? Because then he's bald. Oh, yep. God. Uh, so, you know, so the movie kind of wraps up with a bow. Before we before we move to kind of like the final summation, I guess. So, uh, thoughts on the Justice League from what we saw so far, minus Wonder Woman. The Justice League, like the team members or what? Yeah, like the, with those computer files. Okay. Um. Well, just like what we think of the, them except for like how the scenes were done. 
Well, like, okay, for for instance, I thought, like, I'll start, so I guess follow my lead, but I thought the Flash little sequence was kind of cool. You got a good okay. look at Ezra Miller as the Flash, uh, and you saw him kind of do his thing. Cyborg was interesting, I think. <laughs> uh, don't really have much opinion on that. Aquaman started out awesome because he's got, like, these blue eyes, and he comes out of the ship, but then he sort of just awkwardly stands there. And then like, it turns into a L'Oreal commercial. Hey, guys, it's me. I'm Aquaman. You going to get a good look? Okay, now it's over. So Jason Momoa. That one was kind of lazy. I wanted like after the blue eyes, like I could have just been like fine after the, cut it after the blue eyes. Like that's all I need. Where he's just this guy, the fish dude in the shadows. That was cool. What'd you guys think? Um, I liked Aquaman. Mm-hmm. I liked Cyborg. I think I don't know what I actually saw. That was, was that was a really it was, weird it was his father it was his father kind of trying to bring him back pinocchio and him i yeah. also don't know his uh backstory yeah cyborg's interesting um <clears throat> and i i don't like the flash i don't like the way he looks hmm. i i i don't like that actor's face <laughs> oh, I, i'm sorry i know I like... that's a really like superficial thing to be complaining about yeah but straight up I'm, he's having the same problem i have with tony mcguire he just doesn't look right. I just I don't like him. That's no, that's totally fine if you want to like you know. I've had actors who are just uh, you don't look right to me. Like for like, some I reason, I think like the guy they have on the TV show, is fine. Mm-hmm. Got a weird head just, though. Why not just give him a movie? Because I don't want the t- we shouldn't have the TV and t- movies crossing over. I'm not saying that. Like I I know I know it. Keep I, what, it what I was suggesting was keep them in separate universes but same actors and that would have been dumb. And I agree. Yeah, I just I don't like I don't I don't like the choice. Cool. So uh, some final thoughts just to wrap it up here. Ben Affleck is Batman. What's the prognosis, Cody? Ten out of ten. Liked him. Loved him. Mm. Favorite? I'm gonna say so. Mm, okay. Josh? He's not my favorite yet, but because I haven't really I feel like I still need to get to know him more as a character. But in terms of just portrayal and how he works this batman is phenomenal mm-hmm. ben affleck's performance in this movie is hands down the best thing this movie has going for it in fact yeah. he I, elevates would say, the movie. I would almost say he saves it I, I, for me you say save i say elevate so <laughs> I, I think I, he definitely makes this movie more enjoyable take take if you had a lesser actor in this role and the batman didn't work this movie would be terrible I, th- I think this movie would be terrible if you had a Batman that just didn't work, but because he works and because he works so well, I think this. I think he's. I, I just love him. I think he's a fantastic Batman, and I'm so excited to see his solo movie. Oh yeah, so, that's gonna be great. Um, yeah. Uh, I like him. He's cool. He was re- Christian Bale's where my heart is. It, I he'll yeah, always Bale's, be my favorite. Christian Bale is still my favorite right now, but I think give me one movie with Affleck and he could top him. Yeah, I don't. For me, I don't see that happening. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe I'm wrong. But for, because uh, Affleck, he's still too Affleck for me. You know what? Like I don't, I I don't just, know. Like when mean. I okay, he doesn't. He's not as much of a chameleon as Christian Bale is. Like I feel like for Christian Bale, he just sort of slides. And I, I've seen a lot of Christian like he, Bale stuff, and I've seen a lot of Ben Affleck stuff. I, I get what you mean. And I, I know that there's like either actors or and and stuff like that. But when I look at see Christian Bale and watch his performance, I'm like that's 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 him playing Bruce Wayne. Whereas Affleck, 
he does he hasn't gotten there. I still You see Ben Affleck? I still see Ben Affleck, yeah. I gotcha. He was great though. Like he's he's I like him eh, I like him more than Keaton, I think. And he's he's probably the truest to the comics that we've seen so far. Just for sure. Overall. But I just I, I just buy Christian Bale a little bit more. He's he's just yeah, that's I mean you grow up the, the Batman you grow up with is usually your favorite one, so mm-hmm. but yeah. I mean, second place. Who cares? Like, it doesn't That's matter. That's so he's, great. Yeah, like he's a nine point five out of ten, and Christian Bale would be like a ten. So, in in reality, there's that's no knock on F. Like, I just my personal preference is with Christian Bale. So, all right. Um, any more that you guys want to touch on real quick before we give a grade? Um, yeah, I actually have a couple things. Okay. Um, I do so... a little quickly. Okay, so I mean, overall, I'm just, I've got kind of a list of stuff, but I'll kind of graze through it pretty much. Yeah. Um, so I will, uh, again, we go over the ba- Batman stuff. It's all, all everything, everything with Batman in this movie is fantastic. Everything like involving his story and his setup. I love I was, how he lives in Oscar Isaac's house from Ex Machina. <laughs> yeah, he has like this kind of like. Where was Alicia? Where was she? <laughs> um, and then uh, the visuals, just the way this movie looks, the cinematography. There is one specific shot. It is one of the most. It looks like a painting. It is one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. Maybe just in a movie in general. It is the shot where the Jolly Rancher shot, right? Oh God, no! It's where uh, Superman is lying down dead, and Lois is over, like over his body, and then Batman and Wonder Woman are to the side of both of oh, them. Oh yeah, that was that was that I that was a comic book panel. Yeah, that was beautiful. Um, and then. Um, like I said, this movie's. I, I like I said, I don't think it completely comes together, but I admire it for how ambitious it is, for how much it's trying to do, and you know, some of the there is a lot of you can see that there is some kind of really interesting ideas and really com- kind of what's the word? Uh, I mean, obviously you have Chris Terrier writing this as he was trying to bring a lot more sophistication, I guess you could say. Um, to this world, and I think some of it, it's it's really interesting to see what they were kind of trying to go for. Um, and some of it is, I think, kind of works. Not a lot of it does, but the stuff that works, it works very well. Um, and also one more thing, uh, uh, we talked about the Wonder Woman theme, but I also thought the music as a whole was really interesting. I don't know if I can say it was good, but it was interesting because you had that new Batman theme, and it was kind of just like, dun, 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 dun. And it was it was weird, and I don't know if I like it, but it was different. Yeah, I think it was a big. It's a big mistake to bring Hans Zimmer back, just in general. Like he's a good, he's a very, he's a fine composer, but he just did Batman. Like it's, you're not gonna get, you're gonna get either a retread of what he already did, or just or what we got, which is just this mismatch, mishmash. Like I don't know. I wish I don't, they I, went with one or the other. Yeah, like I don't. I mean, I don't, but they I. I'm on the other side of that where I wish they would have stuck with Hans Zimmer over shoehorning Junkie XL into there. I don't even know who that person is, to be honest with you. He did Mad Max. He did Mad Max. That's why I was uh, I made that joke about the blind guitar player being behind him. Oh, okay. Oh, now I get that. Funny. Yeah. Six, seven yeah, out of ten. Because originally, originally Hans Zimmer brought in Junkie XL to do Batman's theme because he didn't want to do it again. He didn't want to come up with a new Batman thing because he just did it. 
Um, <laughs> but then it turns out he's like, well, you know what? Why don't we collaborate on something? And so that's what they come up with. There's a lot of there's a lot of composers out there. Is all I'm saying that you don't you don't need to get yeah, Murphy again. Yeah, I also do. Big wide world. What we have to keep in mind is also this is still a Man of Steel. Yeah, sort it's a sequel, of a man kind of. of. It's the same universe, and they use the theme. While I still they love use, the music from the Man, man of Steel. Steel theme is still there, and I, I love Harry, it. Harry Potter did that. Like they start off with John Williams, he set the table, and then they brought yeah, in a bunch of other guys who used those cues, but added something to it. I just felt like nothing was added to it. It just was yeah. like more of the same. I actually always, aside from John Williams and the way he did Star Wars, um, really John Williams doing anything. No, um, what movie? What movie? Like the whole series. Like I never like, heard of those before. What is that? Mm-hmm. What's a Star War? What is a Star War? Well, is that was with the uh, Luke Skyjogger were, or what? They were, they were better than this one. I will say that. Um, well, that's not fair. <laughs> um, but overall, I would like when I usually when it comes to composers coming back for a sequel, I I often find that like it's never like if I love the music in the first movie, it's never as strong or as memorable. Mm-hmm. Because they're kind of just taking what they did before and just adding some stuff to it. And in some aspects, I think he kind of did that here. But I do like some of the new themes. Like, again, Wonder Woman. That that I love. I, I have been humming that Wonder Woman theme all day. I love yeah, that theme. Definitely going to listen to that one. Um, it's so cool. But um, All right. Uh, so to wrap it up, before we get into a grade, Justice League. <sighs> I'm. I think they got a boot Snyder. To be honest, I know it's. I know it films in a month, but he's got to go. As much as I like the movie, there's just there's a lot on the line here. That if you want, if you they let him, or maybe maybe just let him do Justice League one and bring in somebody else for Justice League two. But you can't ask this guy. Yeah, well, I don't think he'd do it. But you got to do something else. You got to get somebody new in there because he just doesn't know how to make. A commercially successful movie because if you want if you want him to appease to just the fans fine but he's great at that oh You're yeah he's gonna... i'm a big batman fan i won't i'm not the biggest in the world obviously but i i grew up with a guy and i still liked it but if you want this movie to kind of reach across the aisle and appeal to everybody not just diehard comic book fans which is a finite resource you gotta do you gotta make a change you really yeah. just gotta like if you want if they if warner brothers wants this franchise to be successful they want something to make billion a bit. They want a billion dollar hit every time, like Marvel has. They need movies that critics love, that fans love, yeah. that can be that can reach a general audience that aren't too mature for kids to watch. Because some of the stuff in this stuff is pretty damn dark. That I don't know if like a six year old can handle. Mm-hmm. Suicide and, Squad, Suicide Squad, Suicide Squad, Fuck yeah. Suicide Squad. I hate that. I'm. I think that movie is gonna be incredible. Um, oh, it's gonna go one of two ways. I can tell you that much. Honestly, if I end up defending that movie and you're shitting on it, I'm gonna punch you in the face. I swear to God. <laughs> it's gonna, it's gonna. That movie has a much better. Well, we'll get to. I want to get to my overall thoughts on the future of DC in a minute. But just like Snyder, this movie is so. The first, uh, pretty much everything leading up to Batman vs Superman fighting is so incohesive. It is a mess. It is so unfocused on what it's trying to t- like. Like he just can't direct actors to be like. Honest. I know. I actually think he can direct actors. I think he can't. I think he can't put together a story. I think if he's trying to tell us, even he if he's trying script. to tell a story, but he can't. You have to be able to assemble the story. The, the the writer's job is to write it out. The director's job is to take the script and then put it together on screen. And I don't think he's capable of that. Mm. He really isn't. Okay, so. Thoughts on DC going forward, Cody? I'm excited. 
Mm-hmm. I think that this movie, along with Man of Steel, is a good start. And if they do put the changes that you guys were just mentioning in, I think that we're in for a good time. I think these these movies are a nice change of pace from Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think this movie is getting shit on so much. Is because... It, this is different. Everybody's so used to the lighthearted Marvel movies where everyone's cracking a joke every two seconds that they can't take a serious movie. Because it's no fun. It's too dark. Like, come on. But it, it, on the other side, if they try to do the same thing, they're doing the same thing. As exactly, Marvel. you can't win. Yeah. So they were. These I, guys are behind the eight ball just to, over, ever since they started. It's because they didn't have the foresight to think of a cinematic universe, and they couldn't because Nolan was doing his stuff and it was doing so well. So yeah, this just been a tough, tough go for DC. I'm I'm excited for the future. I think that they have the potential to probably, definitely make better movies than. Marvel does. They have potential. That's the key word. They have potential. But but James they... Wan is a better. He's a better direct. Like he's a more commercially liked director. I mean, who's doing Aquaman than yeah. Zack Snyder? Like you have Patty Jenkins, who's only done one movie, but yeah. it won an Oscar. Which one? What was that again? It uh, was a monster in oh, right. Charlie's Theron. A billion years um, ago. Nice. It was. But it was a great. It was a really good movie, and she got a Oscar-winning performance out of her lead actor. Mm-hmm. So she's a director that can tell a story cohesively and get great performances out of her actors. That's good. We have David Ayer, who has made two fantastic movies so far, working on a group of people, which is what he does best. We have, you know, obviously we have James Wan, who is, again, like you said, very great director. Great Everybody director. loves him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Horror, action, whatever it is, yeah. he's great. But then you have Zack Snyder, who has yet to make a single movie that everybody in general can go, that was an awesome movie. Don't you remember that movie? Wasn't it awesome? Mm-hmm. Man of Steel. I love Man of Steel. It's not a movie like that. It's just a very polarizing movie. Uh, Sucker Punch. I've only seen maybe 20, 30 minutes of it because I had to turn it off because it sucked. Uh, Batman vs. Superman. Obviously, it's not exactly hitting it big with everybody. Some people love it. That's awesome. Some people hate it. That's cool, too. You know, If, if you know? we could go back in time and just give Duncan Jones this and then have Zack Snyder do Warcraft, this would be a, we'd be in a much better world. Like if Duncan Jones did Man of Steel and then a Batman v Superman, we'd be all set. Like it'd be fine. But oh, yeah. he said, and as much as I like these movies, Zach, like both Man of Steel and this, Zack Snyder was the wrong choice. Cause like I said, the, the common argument style over substance pretty much. Yeah. Like He's, even if I see the style there, or if, even if I see the substance, a lot of people don't, and you really, as much as they want to say, well, we made it for the audiences, you got to you gotta make this for everybody. You can't narrow mm-hmm. your scope that much. So, And it's like the excuse of, we made this for the fans, not the critics, that's... That's a cop-out for saying, we're going to make you're it. Saying, yeah. You're saying, so the critics can't be fans? That's why the critics love Star Wars and Marvel and yeah. tons of sci-fi movies and tons of action movies? Really? Really, that's a really, really stupid thing to say, and I hate when people use that excuse, and it's it bothers me. And Snyder, I like Snyder. I actually think he is he he's a very good director in the sense that he knows what he wants. He has a very, very, very fantastic eye for visuals and for getting exactly what he wants on the screen. He should be a he should be a DOP. Not he a, should. He would be yeah. an incredible director of photography. Yeah. But it's just. This the whole movie. It's a the plot is lost in translation. 
you know, I, I couldn't even, I wasn't even sure what was going on at certain points. Things are all over the place. There are multiple stories going on at once. Nothing feels cohesive. And when you look at the movies that he's done that are better received than this, look at Watchmen 300. Both of those movies are based on graphic novels. And when you look at Watchmen, the reason I think most people think it's his best movie is because it's so close to the source material. He's basically just making the comic book on the screen. Mm-hmm. And so you can't really go that wrong. The problem I have with the movie, though, is that it just doesn't really have a soul, and I never get invested in it. Right. And to me, that's what I think. It's very telling of a director where he just basically says, mm-hmm. here's the story. It's in the way it's done in the comic, but I don't really put much heart into it. And so that, I think, is just he's style over substance. He, he can shoot action. He can shoot visuals. He can show you what he wants on the screen, but he can't make it compelling. He's, yeah. for, I think, maybe, I mean, because to me, the only movie I've ever felt really compelled, because I didn't really feel that emotional in this movie at all. I didn't think it had any heart. Man of Steel, it did. I felt very emotionally engaged in the movie. And maybe that was a fluke. Maybe he just made one movie that happened to really grab me because it didn't grab everybody. But I don't know. I don't know what I, I don't know where I even overall stand on Zack Snyder now because he's. Yeah, made, I, I don't know if I'm calling the shots. I'm saying, hey, Zach, we love you. We want to keep you because you do have good ideas and fresh ideas. But producer like you're he can't he's not a director. I just I don't even, I don't know and, if he's the guy that should be running this universe. Oh, absolutely not. No way. Uh-huh. No, he's not. He doesn't. He hasn't earned that by any means. And unfortunately, for better or worse, to be a to to be in that role, people have gotta you've gotta have kind of a across the board acclaim, really. Yeah. Like if if they gave that role to Affleck, even though he would never do it, that's different. But Ben Affleck I mean, would. I think Ben Affleck would do a much better job. Like I said, oh, yeah. I want Dun- if Duncan Jones and Zack Snyder switch careers 2009 onwards, I'd be very, very happy. Except <laughs> well, sh- except for um, the one with Jake Gyllenhaal. This is a very, this is a very fanboy Star Wars answer, but I say get JJ. No, no way. I, he's not gonna want to. He's he already did, he didn't want to do Star Wars because he didn't want to be sequel guy. And now he's he's not gonna want to get roped yeah. in this mess. He's he's the dude is franchise Viagra. He brought Star Trek back from the dead. Franchise Viagra. Dwayne Dwayne Johnson is franchise Viagra. If you saw that SNL. Yeah, that's the SNL skit. I mean, he brought Mission Impossible. He saved that franchise because that was about to go down the toilet. Yeah, those are easy to do, though. I mean, and then, obviously, Star Wars. He's pretty much the biggest movie ever. I mean, the dude Mm. knows what he's doing. He has a very wide appeal to everybody. Everybody loves the guy. Obviously, there's some people that don't. That's fine. But he's... I think you need somebody like not if not him, somebody like him. Mm. Maybe and maybe maybe not in terms of style or his direct way he directs movies, but somebody who can reach an audience the way he does. Great coming up next. Yes or no? Zack Snyder directs both Justice League movies. Josh. No. Cody. No. Yeah, same here. Cool. Well, after all that, let's give a grade. Cody, start with you. All right. Initially, I was gonna start at a seven and a half. But as I'm like to do, the mm-hmm. more I talked about the movie, the more I realized how much I enjoyed it. I'm going to bump that up to an eight. Mm. I'm going the same way. Eight. Josh, moment of truth here. If you give it a five, I swear to God. There are things I love in this movie. I had mm-hmm. fun watching parts of it. But overall, it's a mess that 
I can't say I can recommend. I think it's a huge step down from Man of Steel. And overall, I'm going 5.5. It's leaning, So you're leaning to the leaning, more positive. leaning slightly positive, but I can't say as a 6, which what I, I would say is a decent. So 5.5 is your, like, limbo, pretty much. Pretty much. Your purgatory for a movie. Your yeah. flyer of dreams. I, oh. I give it that at 0.5 basically for Affleck. Solid. Hmm. Cool. Well, uh, this was a little long one, so we're not going to do any watching, reading, listening yeah, to. I didn't but... read or watch anything this week anyway. So. Yeah. And if I, I feel like if I talk, if I say anything bad about the thing, Josh is actually going to kill me. So. Uh, Wait, did... About what? The thing. I didn't care about oh. the movie. I didn't like it. They find a freaking alien from outer space, and they're just like, "Whoa, cool." Slow down. I still haven't watched it, so. Uh, it's. I know the basic plot, but yeah, it's let's not get any further into it. The characters are very, very frustrating. I did not like it at all. I did. I did. I like parts of it, but not. St- Anyways, that's my BVS. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like some stuff, but others just do not work. All right. Uh, so, Batman v Superman. It's in the books. It's on the record. We've seen it. Now it's uh, time to get on with the rest of our lives, I guess. So until next time, we you can follow us at underscore realflix on the Twitter. Leave us an iTunes review, and we will talk to you all. At a later date. Catch you later, guys. Take it easy. Bye, everybody. Snyder, please go away. Savage. Absolutely savage. So bad.